It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines report criticises Watford taxi drivers, woman killed in Dunstable collision and Jeremy Corbyn to address the TUC. BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. The independent report was commissioned by the Borough Council following alleged discrimination by taxi or private hire drivers. More from Tony Fisher. Volunteer passengers with a range of disabilities took part in the independent survey. They discovered only two out of 11 passengers were properly secured during their journey and a number of wheelchair-accessible vehicles drove past wheelchair users and a passenger with a guide dog who were trying to hail them. There are now plans to set up a working party to implement better training and make improvements to ranks and drop-off points. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. The incident happened at around 11.20 on High Street South, just before the crossroads with Church Street and West Street. The A5 through the town was closed for several hours while investigations were carried out. A 64-year-old man has been jailed for stabbing a shop assistant in the neck in Aylesbury. David Clark stabbed 25-year-old Rush Thran Ashok with a knife he'd bought from a hardware shop earlier the same day. Clark of no abode was jailed for 15 years for the attack in Babs Food and Wine in Buckingham Street in September last year. Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton this afternoon, but the new Labour leader received a muted reception last night at a meeting of Labour MPs, as Ross Hawkins reports. Yesterday, the Shadow Foreign Secretary, Hilary Benn, seemed clear. Labour would campaign, he said, for Britain to remain in the European Union in all circumstances. But when Jeremy Corbyn addressed Labour MPs and peers, he left open the possibility of campaigning for withdrawal. Mr Corbyn faced hostile questions from his colleagues. His new team will hope to unite Labour around opposition to tax credit cuts in a debate in the House of Commons today. European Union ministers meeting in Brussels last night failed to reach full agreement on proposals to settle another 120,000 refugees. Despite calls for urgent action, further discussion has been put off until next month. The biggest fleet of Battle of Britain aircraft since the Second World War will take to the air today. To mark the 75th anniversary of the battle, pilots from all over the world have brought 40 vintage Spitfires and Hurricanes to Goodwood in West Sussex to take part in the flypast. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons make the long trip north to Burnley tonight in the Championship and West Ham are fifth in the Premier League after last night's 2-0 win at home to Newcastle who dropped to the bottom of the table. Newcastle host Watford on Saturday. The weather clouded this morning with some rain, sunshine and showers this afternoon. A maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties.
listen to the band. Morning guys, Ian Lee, BBC, Three Counties Radio. Did one of you punch me in the kidney last night? My kidney, I say kidney, I don't actually know, despite one of my children having been in hospital with a kidney problem, I don't actually know where a kidney is. But um, uh, part of my body hurts and god damn it, it's the kidney as far as I'm concerned. It's the kidney. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't have any medical training, so okay. if you can bear out for the next three Where's hours, I'd Paul appreciate Scoyne? it. She's the first aid mistress. <laughs> Isn't she? Imagine well, her giving you the kiss of life. She can put more, a like pl- the, more like the kiss of death. Yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> can put a plaster on. On what? The kidney? Whatever you want. <laughs> Fax it up. Busy show this morning. I don't know what's on it. I haven't got any papers, so it's going to be me talking about my life. And I believe um, that so far we're up to chapter 62, the age of seven. <laughs> I, I, do you know what? Oh, hang on a minute. There we are. There we are. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> I, um, someone tweeted that my episode of Pointless had gone out yesterday. So when I went home, I went home and picked up the boys at the grandmother's. And I, went, I said, oh, let me just go on BBC iPlayer. I think my, my episode of me on a quiz show, Daddy on a Quiz Show, might be on. And, you know, they're not going to want to watch the whole thing, but they're, they're bored of me being on telly. But they, they'd want to watch the first, the first minute or so. And I couldn't find it on the iPlayer. And my eldest said, why don't you type in Daddy on a Quiz Show and see Aww. if that comes up? I did. It did. We watched it. We lolled. It didn't! A waste of my time! He went to bed without any supper. You need to teach him about, you know, proper searches. Yeah, Googling, asking Jeeves, all that stuff. Well, Things he needs to know. How old is he? He's uh, 27 years old. Sort it out. There we go. Watford taxis are failing disabled people. Gosh, that's according to an independent report commissioned by the council in answer to allegations. I'm laughing at the thing you said previously. I'm not laughing at this. Commissioned by the council in answer to allegations of discrimination. Inspectors posing as punters. What? Punter is a man that pays a lady for sex. Well, and other other kinds of I've, clients too. I've just paid a lady for sex. Can I get a cab? Inspectors posing as punters found that only two out of their 26 test trips could be classed as satisfactory. Catherine, why was this survey commissioned? Well, the council's been aware of problems in this area for some time. Specifically, between 2008 and 2015, the council received 26 complaints concerning alleged discrimination by taxi or private hire drivers and operators. Of these 26 complaints, 11 resulted in formal action being taken against the driver, proprietor or operator. And where action wasn't taken in the remaining 15 cases, this was in part due to the complainant expressly forbidding any contact with the driver for fear of being identified as a complainant. Chair of the Licensing Committee at Watford Borough Council, Jan Brown, told us that people are nervous about making complaints and that's why they commissioned this independent mystery shopper-type survey. Uh, and what did the survey reveal in more detail, please? Well, CTS... And, mind. Well, I don't mind. I'm contractually obliged to tell you. Thank you. CTS and Social Research Associates were chosen <sighs> to give their history of conducting... Uh, 
chosen because of their history of doing this. Because they're professionals. It's what they do. It's their job. OK, right. Yeah. Most recently they did this in Coventry where similar findings illustrate that this is a national problem. Um, 26 trips were carried out during March and April 2015 by volunteer passengers with a range of disabilities. And it found, amongst other things, that only two out of 11 passengers were properly secured in their wheelchairs uh, through, through the oh. journey. Only two of the 26 trips could be classed as satisfactory. Oh. A number of wheelchair accessible vehicles drove past wheelchair users. Now that is out of order. And we've heard about that before. Yeah, that's bang out of order. And also a passenger with a guide dog was ignored. Oh, yes. The layout of the ranks was generally convenient for the passengers, except at Watford Junction and Watford General Hospital, which are both ranks on private land. Recommendations, what are they? They want to set up a working party with representative drivers, proprietors, operators, passengers, officers and councillors to consider the best way to implement better training. They want improvements to ranks and drop-off po- drop points. Uh, the comments about ranks and drop-off points have been passed to Hertfordshire County Councillors, the Highways Authority, London Midland for Watford Junction Rank and uh, Watford General Hospital as well. Um, a working party will allow all stakeholders the opportunity to develop proposals for improvements. So basically, they're going to talk about it more. And what are people saying? Well, you'll hear it straight from Councillor Jan Brown's lips later on. She's chair of the licensing committee. Um, She says there's she knows there's work to be done. She says a lot more, but I'll let her say it to you herself. There's work to be done. Sorry, it's just kind of fizzled. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of we're not pen friends. They've sent us a really long statement, but you're going to be speaking to her. She says there's work needs to be done. And uh, Watford's in a good position because people do like to talk to each other. Now, I wanted to play a Little Jackie song, but all of her songs... She's little potty mouth. Very little potty mouthed. I think this one's all right. Oh, flipping neck after yesterday. Should we, take a, should we take a punt? Kelly, would you like to take a punt with Ian I can, Lee? I can check for you if you By like. By the way, if anybody wants to commission for um, the Dave Channel or ITV4, take a punt with Ian Lee. It's a combination of a betting game show but it's actually on a punt. Oh, that's excellent. Isn't it excellent? I'm going for it, Kelly. We're going in. We're going in Acapulco. Who knows? Fingers crossed, guys. It's been nice working here. This stoop is my throne, this hood is my home, and the sky's always blue, but the brownstones. We in Brooklyn, ain't no Beverly Hills. Basically, we pay bills, then chill. West Coast this, we do it like this, and we see it with a kiss. And a pound is just how it go down, it's the protocol, do you feel me, y'all? Saturday afternoon, we talk about the night before, and tonight we're gonna do it some more. Sunday morning, hear the bands in the church play all day long, every block is a new song. Sitting on the stupid bed style, but we say how when the brothers walk by. Briefs can show girls be always dressed up, giving them best stuff. Working that hairdo, boys are gonna bless you. Always some commotion at the corner store, that the corner cops choose to ignore. Everybody right tuned to a different song. When the pass by, I buy my head along. I don't spark space, but don't mind the aroma. If the daily out of Stella, then I set up a corona and I claim my spot for the evening. Let the party begin, we're gonna do it again. Sitting on the stupid bed stop. Sitting on the top step with a bag of chips to sit back, relax, enjoy the bricks. We got a little philosophy. I don't mess with you if you don't mess with me. It is what it is. I ain't all hard up in the hood, sitting on the front stoop with a song.
There we go. That's, um, I think we got away with that one. I think we got away. You're still here? Yeah. Okay, That's. I mean, that's unusual. Well, yeah, no, it's an unusual pleasure, is what I think you were meaning to now, say. Now, very excitingly, um, and we'll do this later on, I forgot that, that Justin had done this, and he's uh, a player and indeed a geese for doing it. Uh, yesterday at BBC Three Counties Radio, we were very, very... What date was it yesterday? September the something the 14th. 14th. So the what, sorry, Kelly? 14th. The 14th. Thank 14th, you, everyone. The 14th. So that makes today September the... 15th. Yeah. Good maths. Well, do you know what we got through the post yesterday? Yes. Yes, I was, I was there. there, yeah. Okay, guys. Oh, hang on. It no, was, what no, did we what get? what did we get, Ian? We got um, our very first Christmas card. <gasps> I think, is it from Welling Garden City Council? They're early. I want to say Letchworth. But I just like saying Letchworth. It was it was either Letchworth. Well, we should go and look on the Christmas board because it will be up there it's somewhere. There. Shall I go and fetch it? Go and fetch it. And but we're not in any way knocking them. Maybe they're early, late for last year. <laughs> it could be a late Christmas yeah. card, a Christmas card on September the fourteenth. Now, here's the thing: everyone in the office went, "Oh, that's disgusting." Oh no, that's disgusting. Has anybody got any news about Milton Keynes? I know the exact three people you did then. Thank you very much indeed. And I went, oh, isn't that nice? Isn't that nice? Here it comes. I tell you what, we'll do the Trav and then we'll have a little look at the Christmas cards. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Motorways this morning are quiet. On the M1, though, there's roadworks between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. There's a lane closed each way, so that could cause delays. Also in High Wycombe on the A40 roadworks on Bradenham Road, between between Bradenham Road and Chorley Road could also cause some delays. And on the trains, the 622 service from Bedford to Sutton's been cancelled. And a bit further afield on the... Abellio Greater Anglia services. There's overrunning engineering work at Brimsdown, so that's affecting services between Cambridge and Liverpool Street, and also the Stansted Express. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Merry Christmas, Sammy. Oh, Merry Christmas. Thank you very much indeed. I like to get it in first. Six sixteen. It's uh, Tuesday. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. And Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton, of all places. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio.
tasty. Run like the wind, run for your life! Go away! It's got benefits and it's got disbenefits. So we've got the uh, the offending Christmas card. It's not offending. So, <laughs> disbenefits. Uh, hey, listen, oh, that's a proper thing. I've had council people say that to me. They're trying to introduce that as a real word. Really? Because disbenefits sounds more positive than they disadvantages. Just give me the there we go. There we go. Yeah, it's a word. It's, it's got benefits and it's got disbenefits. Wow. Don't try and make it yeah. sound nice. It's got that benefit and disbenefit. <laughs> so we received um, yesterday a Christmas card. A Christmas card, Justin. Oh. Oh, do you know what? And didn't it make us all feel special? No, it didn't. It made some of the what? grumps in the office go, no, I've got a Christmas card. <laughs> and I went, eee, Christmas. Christmas <laughs> is really fantastic. It's my favourite time of year. Everybody likes everybody else because everybody's full of Christmas cheer. And thought, beer, and beer. I thought it was. Um, I thought it was an exciting moment in our in our calendar. Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. And do you know what? This morning when I came into work, I was delighted because I thought yesterday that the person who received that card was going to put that in their drawer. No, I came into work this morning, and that Christmas card is up. But it's from Letchworth Garden Sissy. Now I don't mm. know whether it's from um, the actual place itself. I mean, it's, it's a bit weird, isn't it? It's from all at Letchworth Garden City. So if you're in Letchworth now, thanks for. Very much. I mean, <laughs> I don't know whether you did a part of the letter yourselves. I mean, it's handwritten. I don't think this is an official card. I think this is from one seasonal oh, individual. Here we go, here we go. Oh, Christmas is really fantastic. <laughs> it's my favourite day. The giving and receiving of gifts. I just wouldn't have it any other way. Oh, Christmas is really fantastic. Come on, this is the Chris. This is the Chris. Forget your Phil Spectres. In our house, this bad boy gets out. Oh, 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 he, he, he. The world is just like one great big gigantic Christmas tree. Oh, yeah. Bear with me one second. Indulge me. Christmas is the most fantastic in the afternoon. Take it away! <laughs> this is the record that comes out during our Christmases. Are we still doing our Christmas off? Uh, we're, 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 where you bring in five, I bring yeah. in five, and uh, oh, yeah. we get the listeners to vote on who's got the most obscure Christmas well, selection. Th this is going to be the first one that gets played. Hang on. This is the first one that's going to get played. Here we go. You won't be able to beat this. No, mate. Clarence Carter, Backdoor Santa. Oh. What? Yeah. Great Christmas song. Oh, yeah, yeah. Switch off your hi-fi, switch off your TV. <laughs> one, more, one more, indulge me. Then we're going to... This is a very serious thing we're dealing with. Here. Frank, so much. There we go. Holly, three cakes of an Oriental. <laughs> one in a taxi and one in a car. One on a school to beep in his I didn't know he, he um, wrote these. You did? Oh, 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 Anyway, so Justin. Yes. You've taken uh, this joyous moment to the streets. Yes, I have. 
I'm sure streets, you got a lot of positive feedback on this. Yeah, well, well, the streets were mean and the streets were keen. I um, was out there talking to people about Christmas cards and whether they, if they were to receive a Christmas card now, would they be delighted or would they be sickened by that? Um, yeah, we kind of get off to a weird start with a Doctor Who fan. Uh, here's, what, here's what happened. Morning, boss. You got a, a CD player there. What are you listening to? Oh, just a big finished production of Doctor Who: The Lost Stories called Thin Ice. Let me ask you this. What's your name, by the way? Uh, my name is James Hunt. James Hunt. Okay, James Hunt. James, if you received a Christmas card now, would you be delighted or would you be sickened? Oh, I, w- I would be delighted. As a matter of fact. Okay, that's absolutely fine. Just lastly, who is your favourite Doctor of all time? I'm going to say. Uh, the late Patrick Troughton. What about Dave? Who's Dave? David Tennant. Oh, him. Uh, he's not one of my favourites. Madam, I'm eyeing up your trolley. I've got to be honest with you. That is probably the best-looking trolley I have seen in Bedfordshire. What a load of No, it's true. Look at it. It's got the style. <laughs> Come on, you know it as well. Now, if you got a Christmas card today, yeah. if somebody sent you a Christmas card today, would you be delighted or would you be sickened? Be delighted. I like having cards. So you put it up straight away. Why not? Yeah, exactly. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's not Christmas yet," but you know what? There's nothing wrong with putting up a piece of happiness, is there? No, not at all. So, if you got a Christmas card today, would you be delighted or would you be sickened? Damned annoyed. Why? It's not Christmas. Yeah, I know, but what? Twelve days of Christmas. Nobody's ever heard of that. Yeah, six days before, yeah, six days yeah, after. Know, if I sent you a Christmas card now, it would stand out from the crowd. It would be special. No, it won't. Yes, it would. It'd be damned annoying. No, it wouldn't. It would it be would. special. I won't be putting them up till Christmas Eve. Man no, to I'm man, serious. what is wrong with you? I'm serious. There's, uh, Christmas starts in September. As soon as the kids go back to school, that's it. Christmas starts. No, sorry, it doesn't. Just an what outrageous, a misery. Outrageous what? attitude. Yabu sucks, mm. bar humbug. Absolutely. You know, I pushed poor her old, all the way. Poor old Tiny Tim hobbling along. No turkey for him, sir. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, out with, well, Justin, they're cold on the streets of Dunstable. They are, Stop. yes. Speak to you later on. Cheers, my dear. Take care, bye. Baby, can't you see that I can't?
Morning, ladies. As, you, as per usual, um, the uh, local uh, newspaper deliverer uh, has, um, you know, the, the reneged on the deal that we had. We had a deal. The deal was they deliver newspapers, we pay them cash. Mm. Um, that's not happened. So uh, if you've got a newspaper at home or anything that's written on paper, yeah. could you give us a call and just read it to us? 03 459 455 555. Um, and also, um, uh, uh, you can um, uh, no. You, that's all, that's the only way you can get in touch that's, with me. That's today. what we want today. That's what we want, for goodness' sake. So no newspapers, um, no personal stories of uh, triumph or success or misery. Or no woe. glum faces. No glum faces. Um, gosh, it's going to be a tough. No cheap digs at Corbyn. No what? Cheap digs at Corbyn. <laughs> that's not what she said, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> it's a weird thing, right? Because um, you, you say things, and. I don't know. This is like about the eighth time this week that she's done that. I've not, not done anything. It was one the other day. You swore under your breath. No, I didn't. I laughed and it sounded like a swear. (laughs) Kelly Betts, uh, listen, my ears may be old and broken, but Kelly Betts has got young, beautiful ears in a box. She brings them in She's hammered her ears for years. Uh, for mm, fears. It is for fears. Uh, You're a poet and we never realised. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What did you think I said? Um... Uh, people having a... Uh, I'll tell you off there. Hang on one second. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25, it's starting to build up anti-clockwise between Junction 20 for Kings Langley and 19 for Watford. It's also starting to get busier on the North Orbiter Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout and also there on the North Orbiter Road in both directions in St Albans between the London Coney roundabout and the Park Street roundabout. There's roadworks, there's a lane closed, so expect some delays there later. On the A421 Standing Way in Milton Keynes, there's a lane closed there for roadworks at the Bleak Hall roundabout, so expect that to get busy too. And on the trains, there's 6.58 service from Bedford to Brighton's been cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. The independent report was commissioned by the Borough Council following alleged discrimination by taxi or private hire drivers. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning and Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton this afternoon. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons make the long trip north to Burnley tonight in the Championship. The Dons have lost their last two league games, but manager Carl Robinson doesn't see any reason for anyone to feel downhearted. We're in a great place at the moment. The confidence amongst the players will, will increase. I don't think it gets much more difficult now Burnley away. And, uh, and that's wild at this level. 22,000 here against Leeds United at the weekend and then turn your back and there's 16,000 in the year against Southampton and you turn your back and there'll be another 17,000 in the year against Derby County we're in the best place we've ever been and that's what the players need to believe in and there's full commentary on the Dons at Burnley in tonight's Three Counties Sport from 7 o'clock. West Ham are fifth in the Premier League after last night's 2-0 win at home to Newcastle, who dropped to the bottom of the table. Newcastle host Watford on Saturday. The group stages of the Champions League start tonight with Manchester City at home to Juventus and Manchester United away to the Dutch side PSV. In non-league football, St Albans beat Basingstoke 3-0 in National League South last night. Tonight, Hemel Hempstead host Hayes. In the Premier tonight, Boreham Wood are 
at home to Bromley. Watford boxer Anthony Joshua says he doesn't want to rush into a world title fight before he's ready. The Olympic gold medalist beat Gary Cornish in 97 seconds on Saturday. I don't want to rush. Reason being, you know, if I take off, like, if I don't get carried away with everything, my amateur career was three years. So I feel like even though things are going well, there's so much more that I need to do and I need to go through in boxing before it, I can compete for world title because I just don't want to have an opportunity to fight for it. I'd like to fight for it, win it and defend it. So I'd and rather take my time. England head coach Stuart Lancaster has named an unchanged side to face Fiji in their Rugby World Cup opener on Friday. And in cricket, England will name their squad for the tour of the United Arab Emirates to play Pakistan later today. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin at seven. Who was the, uh, who was the boxer dude? Anthony Joshua. Yeah, what, 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 what's his problem? Um, he doesn't want to fight for a world title till he's ready. And who am I to argue with him? Oh, he's a big lad. He sounds he sounds chicken to me. Well, well. He's not local, is he? Yeah, Watford, yeah. I'll be yeah. <laughs> Listens every morning. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, I Cass, you shouldn't um, impersonate me and make jokes about big boxers like that. Oh, I could take him. Uh, luckily, the, I, I was trying to boot up uh, some chicken noises on the computer. Thank God I didn't. I'm sure you could. What? Yeah. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Ring what? it up. Ring it up. Why not? Here's his uh, Hanson. <laughs> Beautiful song. Hope you like it. They're boys. What? They're boys, you know. Yeah, I know. Cigars in the summertime with the sky by the light. I can feel you in my mind. I can see it in your eyes under the moon as it plays like music every land. There's a road with the bleeding eye under the fan in the It's always Get away.
And I will defend this, not not to the death, not even to serious injury. I'd happily have a, a spend a couple of minutes arguing the toss. Hanson is uh, the finest uh, vocal harmony pop group. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it since Bread, uh, since the Beach Boys, since the Beach Boys. They're a great pop group. Well, yeah. I mean, that one was a little bit bland. It wasn't. It wasn't the one I meant to play. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. What were they singing about Penny and Meat for? No, oh, for crying out loud. Um, Dave in Bedford has uh, uh, um, uh, texted him. Yes. I hate cards of all descriptions. They are secondary expression of what you mean to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know what... Well, what's a text? That's like a tertiary. No, that's out of his head, his own head. What I don't like is when people send you a card and it's got a really nice poem in it or whatever and it just says, To Kath... Love whoever, and he's like, "Well, just tell." Put Why would you write whoever? Put your name on it. Exactly. Put, put, um, put some feeling into it. We got a Christmas card. You didn't. You're jealous. Tell us. There's a warning on the back of this card. Yeah, there is. There is a warning on the back of a Christmas card. Let's hear what it says. Warning: This card is not a toy and is unsuitable for children under 36 months. Contains small parts. It contains small parts. Where small are the small parts? Part? Oh, there's a there's a flap there's on there. There's a label. Now my children would be able to manage this. They'd be able to eat that. Ah. They'd, they'd eat that with no trouble. It's yeah, survival of the fittest. Mm. And I am fit, and I don't mean um, in terms of you, what you consider to be fit in a gym. I talk about in terms of what I consider to be fit in a guy. <laughs> what do you consider to be fit in a guy? This um, lanky, ageing, little bit overweight. Yeah, that's it's very you. sexy. <laughs> very sexy indeed. Now we were in that there London yesterday. Catherine yeah, we were. Oh. Uh, he was showing off about how much London knowledge he's got. We've uh, and we brought we brought t-shirts and and um, fake police helmets back with us so to, to, to spread around. <laughs> we bought some souvenirs. Yeah, uh, we bought some souvenirs. The thing about London, um, I, I used to live in London. And then when you have some time away from London, if a man is tired of London, then he's tired of life. He's uh, grown up, I think. Au contraire. I think that was um, Shylock that said that. Mm. And, uh, yeah, he's grown up. Because London is rubbish. Can we... OK, this is what we're going to do for the morning. Uh, I want to find the, uh, the, uh, the... Let's have the top five, or should it be the bottom five, the top five worst places in this country. London has got to be number one. It's awful. It's noisy. And I just don't like it. <laughs> it's awful there, isn't it? I went to a hotel in um, Northampton. Whoop, woo! With yeah. my with my sister. Yeah. And it was in it was, it was supposed to be some Park Plaza hotel. Sounded posh. Yeah. On the trading estate. Oh, so that I would that's say. not a hotel. That's a warehouse. There was nowhere to walk to. It wasn't in a park. There was no plaza. There wasn't even a square. Just rubbish. Thanks so much. there. I mean, you've spoken up to the vocal. Here we go.
when two tribes go to war. I don't know the rest of the song. Oh, that's a shame. I so love it when you do that. I will I practice. I will practice two tribes. This is a two tribes stroke relax medley. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I will be committing to five minutes of um, performance. Gosh, that's a that's committing a lot. us to it. Even Frankie goes to Hollywood and commits that much performance. What is all that you can score? Go to war, go to war. Um, even you know, you know that Frankie they don't play on that record. It's all um, it's all Trevor Horney. Is it? Trevor Horney plays that. The Buggles. The Did Buggles. he ever get to Hollywood? I think he does in the video game hmm? on the ZX Spectrum. Um, uh, 03459 Can we find a, uh, can we? <laughs> find a place in this country that's worse than London. I doubt it very much. Hey, do you hear something? You know you were asking me um, the other day, Kelly, about um, the sun and why the sun shines? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wrote a song. Oh, I... Would, to tell like... you, would you like to know yes. why the sun shines? Mm -hmm. Well, it's because of this. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yo-ho, it's hot, the sun is not a place where we could live, but here on Earth there'd be no life without the light it gives. We need its light, we need its heat, we need its energy. You sure? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well. Uh, Thank you. Okay. So, just tell me why the sun shines. Um, well, the sun is hot. Yep. Um, everything on it is gas. Yep. Um, anyway, it turns out that uh, after I'd written that song, large, I far uh, away. After I'd written that song, I realised I got everything in that absolutely incorrect. So I had to write a second song with the correct theory. Oh, okay. Thanks very much. 
for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Very queue starting to build up on the A10 southbound from the Hoddesdon roundabout towards Broxbourne. Also on the A1M it's starting to build up southbound between Junction 7 for Stevenage and 6 for Welling Garden City. And the M1 is busy southbound from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 7 for Hemel Hempstead. On the train departure boards the 6.58 service from Bedford to Brighton has been cancelled. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Sammy. <laughs> 6.46 weather coming up. Before that, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning and Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton this morning, this afternoon, today. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is quite a damp start to the day. We had some rain and wind overnight. We've still got spots around this morning, just it is improving. We're turning more showery, the rain, through the course of today. Some heavy ones, though, some sharp ones. Possibly going to hear a rumble or two of thunder, but between them we should get one or two brighter spells. The wind is going to fall a little lighter as well. Maximum temperature for today getting up to around 18 Celsius, especially if you get any of those sunny spells. Overnight tonight, if there's any showers remaining, they will eventually allowed. We have a brief bit of respite with some clear spells through the middle part and then post midnight the winds freshen and the cloud arrives from the south. The rain arrives by dawn. Minimum temperature 9 Celsius. For tomorrow the uh, ex-tropical storm Henri, the remnants of that uh, heads towards us. So we get a rather very, well, a very, very wet and windy day. Persistent heavy rain for a time and then turning a little brighter tomorrow afternoon. Maximum temperature for Wednesday 17 Celsius. That's your forecast. Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. This week on Shrink Wrapped, we looked at suicide. Definitely drugs and alcohol have a big significant impact on making people vulnerable to completing suicide. And the effect it has on everyone involved. Unfortunately, because of the time of day and the location, we had a lot of people gathering 
You know, there were people shouting at him to jump. Shrink wrapped. It's really, really important to have a conversation. And that's one of the, the big myths, I think, around this area. If you missed it, go to bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio, where you can catch up on what you missed. It was when he said to me, I believe you can get better and I believe you can get through this. Shrink wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it's uh, 10 to 7, almost. That means it's time for our uh, regular fishing correspondent. It's Ollie in the Bedford. Good morning, Ollie. Morning, Ian. How are you? Well, I'm fine, sir. The question is, how are you? Are you weighed down by the um, uh, slippery scales of fishdom? Oh, it didn't go too well last night. Hey, what happened, man? You went, so you went fishing. Was it you on your own? Did you have a mate? Uh, I went, but my mate didn't show up. Oh. Gosh, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's cold, isn't it? I know. It was cold as well. Yeah. Well, now, funny, now listen, right, because in the papers today, which have just arrived, thanks to Justin Dealey, no thanks to the delivery service we pay good dollar for. That's why I had to play it on the record, so that me and Kath could look at the papers. Um, it says it's going to be, it says here, brrr, it'll be a cold winter. Wasn't it cold yesterday? It's parky this morning. It was, yesterday it was freezing, and I nearly, I nearly put the heating on. But then I, um, I I fell asleep on my children's bedroom floor. That's a true story. I put the kids to bed and I just lay down for a, just for a second just to catch my breath. Suddenly it was eight o'clock. <laughs> I'd been asleep about oh, forty-five God. minutes. Anyway, it was cold. No friends. Any fish? I caught fish. I did catch some fish. Okay. A couple of perch again. Yep. Um, I lost quite a few as well. What do you mean you lost uh, them? They died. Okay. Say again, sorry. What do you mean you lost them? Did they die? Oh, no, they come off as I was reeling them in, so oh, I didn't gosh, get Oh, gosh, I didn't know that was possible. Can I give you a suggestion? And I've just been thinking about our last conversation, Ollie. I mean, your, reticent, again, your reticence to suck maggots to make them lively. I think you should start sucking them. You might find that you don't lose so many fish. Think about that. Sorry, it's a really bad line. Oh. Well, do you know what? It's a really bad first 50 minutes of the show, so it's it's, it's <laughs> kind of in keeping with the way that we give, we can't be good every single day. We're, we're allowed to have an off day. It makes the um, average day seem better. Uh, when are you next going fishing, Ollie? Ooh, probably Thursday. And uh, are you, what Thursday? Have you got? Have you not got a life? Yeah, it's called going fishing. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Are you gonna are you gonna um, invite your friend this time? I will invite him, but if he comes or not, it's a different man. He probably he, will. He, he had a bad like a... day yesterday, bless him. He had a bad day, so... OK, well, he's, he still sounds like a slacker. Sorry? OK. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Ollie. There we go. That's, well, that just sums up, it just sums up the, um, the tone of the show today. Well, yeah. They can't all be good. They can't all be good shows, can they? It's going to be a cold winter. How do they know in September? Well, I don't know, but it's flipping freezing yesterday. It was freezing yesterday. Did you see this story about in the paper about the... Um, no, because the papers have only just arrived! This in inappropriate doctor. Oh, I'd seen that one, yeah. Things you don't want your doctor to do. Start doing a dance for you. Oh, what? Really? Plastic surgeon could be struck off after asking a woman patient to dance to Julio Iglesias. Sorry? I don't think it was the choice of music. In the surgery? Yes. Wowzers, it's the surgery of love. A disciplinary panel ruled that Dr Muhammad Ali Jawad, 53, played Wowzers. music which was not clinically justified... Do you know what it was? Clinically justified. It was begin the begin. And downed <laughs> vodka and red wine. I've got a bigger problem with that. His patient, in for scar work, fled after he played begin the begin and asked, Wowzers. do you see me as a man or a surgeon? 
Oh my. Wowzers. Well, I, I've got I've got that bit of music that they danced to. It went it went something like this. That's that's one story. I've not heard Doctor Love by Kiss for years. <laughs> I've forgotten quite how. Um, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Speaking of ridiculous, what's the guy with the robot, Willie? <laughs> oh can, can we do that story? I mean, okay, we look, I think I can. I think I can get around handle it. Handle it carefully. He had it pulled off by a car. They're in childhood. Straight away. There we and go. They... And they. Straight away, she's in. Okay, go on. They um, yeah. re- they could reconstructed it. Yeah. They they what? Can they re- re- they reconstructed it. <laughs> yeah. This guy's from Edinburgh, so it's not like somewhere miles and miles away. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. But in order for it to heal, it had to be in a. It had to. Um, yeah. Go on. You had to pay attention for two weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Flipping heck. That's exhausting. Well, you know. Hasn't he suffered enough? Ah, oh, dearie me. So they're bringing back again, and I don't understand why, because this was rubbish the first time around. Open all hours. And now they're, and then they did like a, like a spec, they brought it back, still open all hours. Can we still do that? Because the main joke was that he's got a stammer. <laughs> well, he's dead, that one, isn't it? Yeah. His, his Granville is uh, uh, the comedy legend. <clears throat> 
Sir David Jason is looking grim as Granville behind the counter of Arkwright's for a second series of Still Open All Hours. The long-suffering assistant now runs the shop. I mean, it just... It just looks awful, doesn't it? I mean, why would anyone want to watch that tosh? That absolute Also, tosh. how depressing that he's been in that job for all his life. What, he's an actor? No, I mean, um, that shop. Ringo Starr selling his first ever drum kit. I'm in. I reckon we could whip up... £6.4 million? Pounds? You're having a laugh, Ringo. You're having a laugh, Ringo Starr. Beatles... Oh, it includes other stuff as well. Beatles hero Ringo Starr is selling his first drum, drum kit... John Lennon's guitar and other memorabilia, memorabilia, in a New York auction which could raise 6.4 million bucks for pounds. Beautiful. I'd have that. I'm after a drum kit. I'm, I could have Ringo's drums. Yeah. I'd, I, st- I'd start with a cheap lot, wouldn't you? Well, I mean, it's, 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 it's his first one, so it'd be a little bit pony. Yeah. Really. Britain's love affair with denim's under threat. Why? <laughs> we love tracky bottoms more. I don't. Oh, we saw a couple on their way to the gym yesterday, didn't we? <laughs> they weren't on the way to the gym. Well, they were wearing She was heavily pregnant. And um, they were both, I think, smoking <laughs> and wearing a lot of gold. Well, then if they weren't on their way to the gym, why were they wearing tracksuits? Comfy, innit? Oh. The thing is, they allow you to be comfy in them. Yeah. And then they allow you to expand within them. Yeah. And before you know it, that elasticated waistband's a bit tight. It's a fat man's friend. Oh. I um, used to love wearing the tracksuits when I was a young man. And my first ever mufty day at my grammar school, and my sister was, was in the school and was three years above me, and she said, what are you going to wear? I said, well, I don't know what I'll wear. My tracksuit trousers and a top. She goes, oh. she goes Do not, don't you dare wear track. You better wear jeans, otherwise I'm going to murder you. And what she, kind of jeans? Two-tone? Remember those two-tone <laughs> jeans? They were two-tone jeans, yes! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A10 southbound, there are queues from the Hardiston roundabout towards Broxbourne. Also on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potters Bar. And the M1's also looking slow too, southbound between Junction 10 for Luton Airport and 7 for Hemel Hempstead. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Sometimes you have to push start a, a, a car and a show... Hang on, no. A radio show is very much like a car, and sometimes, um, sometimes you forget your keys, and when you do, you have to break in and then push start the car. Well, let's just... The metaphor isn't working. What I'm saying is, today, if you've got something better to do, probably best you go and do it. I've got a feeling this, this one's going nowhere. If you want to give us a call, you can. 03459 455555. You can text... 81333, start your text 3CR. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines report criticises Watford taxi drivers, woman killed in Dunstable collision and families concern after Buckinghamshire school closure. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. The independent report was commissioned by the Borough Council following alleged discrimination by taxi or private hire drivers. More from Tony Fisher. Volunteer passengers with a range of disabilities took part in the independent survey. They discovered only two out of 11 passengers were properly secured during their journey and a number of wheelchair-accessible vehicles drove past wheelchair users and a passenger with a guide dog who were trying to hail them. There are now plans to set up a working party to implement better training and make improvements to ranks and drop-off points. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. The incident happened at about 11.20 on High Street South, just before the crossroads with Church Street and West Street. The A5 through the town was closed for several hours while investigations were carried out. A 64-year-old man has been jailed for stabbing a shop assistant in the neck in Aylesbury. David Clark stabbed 25-year-old Rush Ashok with a knife he'd brought from a hardware shop earlier the same day. Clark of no fixed abode was jailed for 15 years for the attack in Babs Food and Wine in Buckingham Street in September last year. The new Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton this afternoon. It comes after controversial new laws to tighten rules on strike ballots past their first parliamentary hurdle. The family of an autistic and disabled teenager who attended Penn School in Buckinghamshire say they are extremely worried about his behaviour since the school's closure. Sheila Seeley has told BBC Three Counties her nephew Jonathan has reverted to behaviour the family haven't seen in years. More from Nicola Hazler. Jonathan is 18 years old but has a mental age of 14. At Penn School he was thriving with therapeutic art, ICT and gym sessions. But with the announced closure of Penn School early this month, that's gone. Jonathan now has to attend college and sometimes travels into High Wycombe, which his family describe as a sensory overload. He struggles to get out of the car and has regressed to crying, getting angry and hurting himself. Buckinghamshire County Council says it's working with families to support them through this period of change. European Union ministers meeting in Brussels last night failed to reach full agreement on proposals to settle another 120,000 refugees. Despite calls for urgent action, further discussion has been put off until next month. The biggest fleet of Battle of Britain aircraft since the Second World War will take to the air today to mark the 75th anniversary. Pilots from all over the world have brought 40 vintage Spitfires and Hurricanes to Sussex to take part in today's fly-past. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons make the long trip north to to Burnley tonight in the Championship and West Ham are fifth in the Premier League after last night's 2-0 win at home to Newcastle who dropped to the bottom of the table. The weather cloudy this morning with some rain, sunshine and showers this afternoon, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Let's start the show properly, shall we? Let's forget the last day, don't we? It doesn't always work. It doesn't always work. And that's fine. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll look at the papers after the show. It's, it's a little bit tricky during the show, and I'll phone each and every one of you up and do an amusing story from the... How's about that? <laughs> oh, on the tweets, Russ, that's not fair. Ollie, our fishing uh, correspondent, who, who went fishing last night. His friend didn't turn up. Ollie's mate is sleeping with Ollie's wife. No, not fair. 
if you want to take part in the show, you know the rules. You can call in about pretty much anything you want. We're still talking about dangerous rock stars after Bucks Fizz yesterday was voted the most dangerous band in the world. Why? The coach. The coach. 03459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it's something you've been telling us about for some time, but now independent inspectors have confirmed that most taxi drivers haven't got a clue how to carry disabled customers. That's according to a report commissioned in response to allegations of discrimination in Watford. Inspectors posing as punters took 26 trips in the course of a day. They found only two of those journeys satisfactory and 80% of the time they weren't even properly secured. Uh, Let's speak to uh, Lee Hutchings, who is Chairman of uh, Disability Watford. Morning, Lee. Morning, Ian. Um, Does this reflect your experience? Um, Not just mine. I mean, I'm a guide dog owner, so the reference to guide dog owners in there is accurate. Um, but also when I've been out with wheelchair, um, people in wheelchairs, it's been the same. And um, although the, you're right, Amelia said there's only been 28, uh, 26 reports to the council in the last few years, we get a lot more than that, and part of that is... Well, no, that's just, yeah, the 26 is just in this, this uh, independent survey. We'll, we'll get to the wheelchair in a second. What, yeah. what, what, what have you found with you and your guide dog? Um, well, literally... It was a month ago, the case has just finished. I come out of an important meeting trying to get some business and some money in for the charity. Taxi driver turned up and he wasn't going to take the dog. I had two witnesses and I said, basically, you know, are you going to take me or do you want me to report you and see if you can lose your licence? And he took me under duress. Um, and... You know, the next time I rang the company, I was expecting maybe an apology or something, but instead, um, they more blacklisted me. So, <laughs> Flipping heck. So I spoke to the owner, and they changed their mind, and let's see what happens next time. But that's why a lot of people won't report taxi drivers, because uh, they're frightened of getting blacklisted. Uh, and legally, they, they have to take the guide dog, don't they? Yeah, any assistance dog, not just guide dogs, yeah. but yeah. Okay, so that's that, and and, and that that's um, held up in this uh, this study that, that a lot of uh, taxis drove past passengers with guide dogs. Um, what about wheelchair users? What problems have they told you about? Um, it's the same issue, you know. Um, I've never tried hailing a taxi or been with anybody trying to hail a taxi, but um, mainly because I don't carry a sleeping bag waiting long enough, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been out with people. The drivers don't know how to use the ramps, don't know how to secure people, and you've got to wait a longer time to uh, pick people up. I mean, our contacts at the hospital saying um, there's a backlog of wheelchair people trying to leave the hospital because the taxes just aren't available. Lee, stay there. I want to bring Adil Butt into the conversation. Adil Butt is uh, from Watford's Hackney Carriage Drivers Association. Um, what's going on, Adil? This is terrible, isn't it? Hello, hi. Um, to be very honest with you, so, um, we are always be in the favour of the disabled people. Well, not always, obviously, because of, of the, the accounts that we've heard and, and the, um, uh, uh, the, the, this study. It turns out that a lot of the drivers aren't in favour of the disabled people. No, the thing is that um, the survey, um, well, I'm not satisfied with the surveys. Uh, I, I, I would say it's 99% the survey is wrong. The disabled people. The survey are is ninety nine percent wrong. Tell us tell yes. us about that. 
Yeah, no, you know why? Because the disabled people are always the book the job from the home 99 person. Once in the blue moon, there's a one people comes on the rank. The disabled people come book the job from house to house where they want to go to. So the, the private car companies are the taxis companies are the responsible for their own drivers to educate them and right. they give them a Sorry, I don't understand where the person's being picked up from and dropped off. Why, why that would imply that house. this survey is... In, well, what's that got to do with this survey? Why does that prove this survey is incorrect? No, well, I, I, uh, I'm not uh, satisfied with the, with the survey. But, but what, what's, what's their, their pick-up and drop-off got to do with you being uh, dissatisfied with the survey? They should be allowed to be picked up and dropped off anywhere, shouldn't they? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Two, OK, let's go, through, that's what let's go through with it. You can tell me why you're unhappy with it. Interesting, I thought you might have come on and said, uh, this is outrageous and, of course, we should be treating disabled people as we treat um, able-bodied people. You've come in uh, on the defensive, which is interesting. OK, so the survey, uh, the, the, the study. Only two out of 11 passengers were properly secured or their wheelchairs properly secured during the journey. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't think so. I'm just uh, interested for, for me where this survey is being treated from the rank or from the house shop? It's irrelevant, mate. It's, it's, it's for the people that are in the cars. What do you think about this? Two out of 11 passengers were properly secured or their wheelchairs properly secured? Well, it should be. Right. Should and be. do you believe those yeah, stats from the, Do you believe be, those stats from this sure. survey, this study? Yes, I did study it, but, um, <laughs> well, um, uh, I'm not totally satisfied Mr. With the, Mr. Butt. With the survey. Mr. Butt, do you believe yes. those those figures about the people not being the wheelchairs not being secured properly? Well, um, probably, yeah, probably not. Probably or probably not, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Butt. Probably not, because because most of the taxi. So the people who did the study are lying about that, are they? Um, when they just get an MOT, all the ramps, the ramps, and everything will checked by the council. When they just get a certificate or the plate from okay. the council. Do, so so, you're, the, so the, the people it. who conducted this study are yes. lying when they say only two out of 11 passengers were properly secured or their wheelchairs properly secured. No, that was a, that's I'm a lie. They're lying. The, the people who just pick up the disabled people, they should secure the disabled the, people. They should, shouldn't the they? But they're not, are they? Yeah, they should. The, yeah, they should, but they should they're not. Well, I don't know, because um, um, the people who just did a survey, so um, they just did a survey from the ranks. What has that, Mr. Butt? What has that got to do with it? Where they're getting picked up from? Well, probably they just pick up from the private health companies. The private health companies all having the disabled cabs as well. They just should educate the private health companies as well. You should. Yes, you're right. A number of wheelchair accessible vehicles drove past wheelchair users. Hmm. Uh. Majority are fifty-fifty by the private are and by the uh, hackney carriage as well. Okay, let's okay. Well, let's assume let's talk your hackney carriage. So let's talk about hackney carriage. Uh, uh, do yeah. any of your members drive past people uh, in wheelchairs? Um, I don't think so. But you don't know. I have I have a black cab. I have a disability cab. Yeah. I always pick up the disabled people, and the gentleman. I'm just you're just talking now is a chairman. I just know him means where he lives, I just pick up so many times. Okay. What and about the guide dogs? Like yes, we do pick up. We, we do pick up, uh, uh, well, this is illegal, totally illegal not to pick up the disabled jobs. So everybody knows, everybody in So it's the minicabs, it's the minicabs, it's not 
the hackney carriage drivers. The minicab is not the hackney carriage drivers. No, I know that, Mr Butts. I know that, but you're putting, you're, you're suggesting that, that, that this, this study, uh, that all of the uh, hackney carriage drivers that you represent, they are mm-hmm. good, and the minicab drivers, they're the dodgepots. No, no, I'm not saying that there's a dodge part, but we didn't, we didn't know that where the survey come from. Majority of the disabled cabs, the disabled people are come from the house job. They just book it from the house. Okay. And which company, which company picked up is a private or is a hackney carriage. Only one person jobs come from the ranks, from the hackney carriage ranks. And well, but this is that you I, can't, I, the thing is, you can't hail, you, you can hail a hackney carriage, can't you? You can't hail a minicab. So the point here um, about a number of wheelchair accessible vehicles drove past wheelchair users and a passenger with a guide dog who was trying to hail them, that would only be hackney carriages. That Those, those are your boys and girls. Um, probably will happen, but the thing is, if something is happens a bit wrong, so we're just trying to rectify it, or we're just to give them okay. more... What uh, are you going to do? Are... Yes. M- Mr Butt, the, the, yeah. the, you, you can argue that the other points are about minicabs. That point is specifically about hackney carriages, because you can only hail a hackney carriage. Is that mm-hmm. acceptable, that uh, 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 your uh, members are driving past wheelchair users and people with guide dogs? No, it's not acceptable. Okay, so what, what what can be done to improve that situation, Mr Butt? Um, I think so. It's better to just uh, teach them more, or give them more training, or give them more awareness. And uh, I already speak with the Bottle Borough Council to give them more awareness and just call a meeting and just uh, give them more training for that. Okay. Um, let's go back to uh, our first guest from um, Disability Watford. Uh, Lee, what did you reckon to uh, what Mr Butt has to say? Um, I wondered if he lived in the fo- in the same town was my first thought, but um, just to point out in the survey, not one of the 126 minicabs or private hire taxis in Watford are wheelchair accessible. So all well, the, the minicabs and the, the, the hackney carriage, this is where it all gets a little bit... Yeah, well, those flag were on the rank of hackneys, right. and all those what were reported as problems around wheelchairs, that's all hackney. There's not one single minicab where you have to ring up, they come to your house or pick you up, where you've got to call the company. Not one of those 126. Are you happy with uh, with adult, because we're running out of time, are you happy with uh, what adult butt has, has to say about this? Um, no, but in the council meeting last night, it was agreed that a working group would be put together. and uh, Lessons will be learnt. Uh, I hope everybody goes in with a, the right attitude and right open-mindedness and let's get the problem sorted. Let's get the problem sorted and the party started. Thank you very much indeed. The last voice you heard there, uh, Lee Hutchings, Chairman of Disability Watford, and the other gentleman was uh, a taxi driver's a hackney carriage representative, Adil Butt. Right, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Five top clockwise. Two lanes have been closed between junction 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross because of an accident. Also anti-clockwise in the M25 there's a lane blocked between junction 25 for Enfield and 24 for Potter's Bar. On the M1 southbound there are delays past junctions 9 for Redbourne to 7 for Hamill Hempstead and the approach on the A5 southbound is also very slow from Kensworth towards the M1 junction 9 for Redbourne. On the train departure boards the 722 service from Luton to Brighton has been cancelled. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed. 
7.16, it's uh, Tuesday the 15th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. And Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton this afternoon. They are the eras that defined British music. Four remarkable young men from Liverpool. Next year, across BBC TV, radio and online, we're charting the pivotal moments in British music with the people's history of pop. And it's here that a curious phenomenon is manifested. The show next year. The cult is called punk the music punk rock so we're looking for your pop memorabilia it could be a rare record a treasured photo or even a ticket stub to a legendary concert around the world it's time for live aid if you've got an item that could help us tell the story of british music from the 50s to the 80s go to the people's history of pop website bbc.co.uk slash people's pop um i'm busy but thanks very much indeed uh, Gareth's in Reading. Morning, Gareth. Hello. What you got for us, guys? Well, two about two months ago, there was supposed to be a Spitfire uh, fly past the Battle of Britain. Oh, and yeah. amazingly, two months later, it's still a Spitfire past the Battle of Britain. But I've literally no idea get... what that means. It's still Have flying. Have you heard of the Battle of Britain, 1940? Big film with Laurence Olivier. I don't think. I think it was more than a film. I think it was an actual um, uh, event, wasn't it? Well, you might have thought so, but not the way they're treating it on the, on the media. Well, what, what do you mean the way they're, they're not talking about it on the media? They're talking about it, but only on the social media, not on the main line, line BBC. Right. Well, what do you want us to say about it? Well, I'd like you to say where to go to see them, because last time I went to Portsmouth and there's lots of people waiting about and nothing happened. And the, the radio said down there... Hang on a minute. What do you, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Gareth, hang, let's, let's just calm down. You, you went to Portsmouth. Why? Because the BBC said go to Ride Pier, right. but the British High Speed Rail can't get you there in three hours, which effectively means you can't see anything on the Isle of Wight so, on day two now. So d- you went to Portsmouth for what reason? To, to go to Ride Pier to see the Spitfires, which is where the BBC said they were going to be. Hang on a minute, you can't blame the BBC because oh, you were... you can. <laughs> they announced something, you can't, around. You can't blame the BBC for you going somewhere late. Well... Why didn't you know? Why didn't you look it up before? Because in the past, you could get there in under three hours. And have well, a then, day then to your beef is your beef is with British Rail or whatever they're called these days, not with us. Well, if you hadn't said ride P, I'd have gone to Stokes Bay where they were. <laughs> well, why didn't you go to Stokes Bay? Listen, because Gareth. The BBC it... said ride P. Okay, and the BBC is telling you to go and listen to Heart. Are you going to do that? I've been knowing to. So. Cafes used to play Heart. The, 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 Gareth, you can't, you can't blame the fact that you missed something on the BBC. And we've mentioned the Battle of Britain in the six o'clock and the seven o'clock bulletin. But you, have you said where to go to see them, or you said look on the website? No. Do you know what? Because it ain't my job. Well, I, I was trying to talk to, to BBC South, but they, they don't have a phone number. <laughs> and is that? I bet they do. Well, not not in the what's BBC. What's BBC South? The BBC in the South have a lock house. Uh, okay, um, I don't think it's is it called BBC South? Well, it used to be. Well, yeah, but it's Gareth. 
listen, you've got beef with the BBC. I have no idea why. You've got the name of the place you're trying to phone, find the phone number for wrong. Um, you're phoning me up to have a go about something. I've got literally no no idea what you're talking about. Well, it, 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 why don't you, I don't know, use the internet or something? Because I'm too old and too poor to have a computer. I've just spent under 30 quid on a car key. And that doesn't work either. That's a very... 11% of the people can't afford a computer. Right. And you, you mess us around every day. No! With all sorts of websites what? On the How have I messed you around? Tell me, what, what have I done, Gareth? Not you personally. Then the don't BBC say me! Then don't say me! How does the BBC mess you? Oh, you're messing me around now. I'm going to come, I'm gonna come to... Twice. You're they in Red... you to go somewhere. You're then... in Reading. Yes. That's Berkshire. Yes. This is BBC Three Counties. Won't answer the phone. I wonder why. Are you a regular caller? No. Well, how did you get the number for us? I rang Radio Solent and got you. Well, you... I think think people are having a laugh with you, Gareth. What would you like to know? I'll Google it. Where to go to see the Spitfires today as I missed them last time? Where to go to see the Spitfires... Today. You haven't got a computer at all? No. You haven't got a library? Well, it hasn't opened yet. <laughs> well, why didn't you do it yesterday? You, you knew it was happening today. Why didn't you do it yesterday? Because I thought they would say where to go. <laughs> oh, God. As they said where to go last time, if they got it wrong, at least they said something No, they definite. didn't get it wrong. They didn't get it wrong last time. They got it right. You just didn't get there quick enough. No, they wasn't there... Thousands disappointed because they weren't where they were supposed to be. Well, that's not the BBC's fault. Maybe it was a weather condition that meant they flew somewhere it, else. It was per- the weather was perfect. There's lots of other planes about. Have you spoken high. to the organisers of that event to ask them? I've spoken to a person who owns one of the Spitfires who didn't oh. know what time it was flying. Right. So, if the pilot didn't know what time it was flying, how the heck is Tony Hall and his minions supposed to know? Well, the BBC is supposed to know everything. They're to reform, <laughs> oh, aren't it? Entertain oh, Bless you, bless you. Uh, and um, uh, an educator, I think, isn't it? Well, bless you for having so much faith in us, despite well, all of the uh, scandals. Have um, you got Have you got the information where to go? I'm, Does anyone know? I'm, I'm literally... I'm, I'm just setting my team onto it now. Team, that's you, <laughs> Catherine and Kelly. Can I give you um, Radio Berkshire's number? Um, well, that would help if I, if I come around a pen. Oh, I have! Well, the damn you, BBC. We've Do you want taken me to send of, you a pen? We've taken all of Gareth's pens. No, I've got the pen. No, You've got right. the pen. OK, I thought you'd called BBC Berkshire. I, no, we I thought got, he was ringing Solon. He I, got us. Well, no. I rang them and they weren't answering. So you've called... Right, so you called Berkshire, they wouldn't answer. Yeah, so I called Solon and someone got put through to you. OK, jeez, I, I, I feel we've certainly Southern counties, the, then, uh, it sounds like. I've you heard need... you sometimes, but you're on the same frequency as Surrey, and when you drive it on the board, it goes back and forth. It, well, and BBC's fault? Well, I don't know. Mm, OK, we're not sure in that I think one. it's your personal well, fault. If, if they mark out right. the boundaries of the, of the broadcasting areas and rename the bits so you know really where you are. You know, should, yeah, they so should, it is our yeah. fault, you're right. Yeah. OK, well, if I give you this information yeah. and it's incorrect, where does that leave us? Where does that leave you and me, Gareth? Well, at least you tried. Someone the other day looked up the internet for a car dealer and the information was wrong, but at least you tried to look. OK, well, I'm trying to look. But you Spit- think car dealers would put their right addresses on the internet, wouldn't you, if they're going to get customers? You would think they would, and it, it surprises me the number of car dealers that have the incorrect address. Right. Yeah. Spitfires, Hurricanes and Blenheims, mm-hmm. they're all aeroplanes, aren't they? Yes, but there's only one Blenheim in, I think, in the whole world. It, really says, it says Blenheims here, so that, that's plural. Maybe they found another one. Maybe. We'll take part in a historic fly-past across the, it's the south of England today. Mm. 
So it's the south of England I, you I need to head today. to. Yes, yes. Okay, well, it's the south of England, this is yeah. saying. Mm. Okay, so you okay with that? Yes, fine. So you're going to go to the south of England? Well, that's, that's, that's a rather too big to cover there in one day in the train or by well, car. Organised by the Boltby Flight Academy, there are three routes set to make their way over Surrey and North East Hampshire. The first section is due to roll out at 12 and will begin and end at Goodwood. Good, I know that, I know that, but that's pre-booked only, you see. So you knew about that one? I knew it was pre-booked only, so I was looking for somewhere nearby. Well, you can see it nearby in Basingstoke. They're flying over Basingstoke. Yeah, right, well, thanks very much for you're, that. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, uh, so soon after 12, then. Uh, yeah, I mean, and if it's the wrong information, you know, I've just Googled it. I can't... Can I, I ask blame you, I'll blame Google. Listen, Thank you. you don't have to be in Goodwood. You could stand, you know, where you can, when you're allowed to go for free, can't you, and see well, planes that, in the sky? Was, that was, was plan A. If I'd had a better night's sleep, not worrying about it. Why do you sleep so badly, mate? Oh, it's the whole, the whole story. So ever since the previous not seeing it, I've been, I've been I'm sleeping properly. For the whole year? No, only two months. OK, so for the last two months you've not been sleeping. Again, BBC's fault? Not entirely, but if but they, if they just admitted it that they got it wrong... Then, then you'd they, sleep a lot better. Minded. If, if the BBC admitted that they got it wrong, would you sleep better? Well, you can try. <laughs> Gareth, I no. am a spokesman for the BBC. Mm. We got it wrong, mate. Yeah. We should have given you that information earlier. You should have had more than three hours to get down mm. there. On behalf of the BBC, oh. I'm really sorry... And I hope you sleep well. Well, thanks very much. I, you're, you're much more helpful than a lot of people. So yeah. at least if I go somewhere and, and around Basingstoke, there's other things to see if it doesn't happen. It's a lovely area. And it's Basingstoke. cheaper than going to Portsmouth or the Isle of Wight or anywhere okay. else. But make sure thanks you leave. Much, make sure you leave early. Ta-ta. Oh well, bye. Ta-ta. There we go. I think. Well, there's. Um, happy customer. There's a ish. happy. Uh, there's a happy-ish customer. <laughs> The whole listen, we've got these two guests, and, and, and I'm really sorry. We'll, we'll do these after half past because yeah. I want to give them a fair crack of the whip. Carol and Jackie, I really apologise uh, if you can just stick around for a couple of minutes, if that's possible. We'll just check because I want to give you a bit of a. Uh, it's, it's quite an important thing we've got to talk about. Um, if you'd like to complain about other BBC local radio stations, uh, 03459 We are BBC Solent. So um, <laughs> he was an unhappy bunny, but I think, I think we fixed him. Mm. Certainly he's going to be sleeping better as a direct result of that. Uh, that Apology. phone conversation. Yeah, it just took for you to say sorry. For... Simon's been mentioning the Battle of Britain, hasn't he? Yeah, six o'clock and seven o'clock. But we didn't say where specifically Gareth could go and watch some planes go over. Ollie suggests uh, Gareth should take up fishing. Uh... When and where, Ollie? <laughs> when and where? <laughs> um... Oh. <laughs> oh. What? The best text. Read the one that says, Dear Ian and Catherine from a new texter. Best text ever, guys. All right, We've got our phone in for the rest of the show. Thank you to Gareth. I, I hope you, you get to see it. Dear Read Ian this. and Catherine, the thing is, I don't know whether this is from Samantha or Ian because there are different names. Okay, go. Dear Ian and Catherine, I have something for you. This is brilliant. While on a journey to Pembrokeshire, my husband and I were listening to Three Counties. Oh, it must be Samantha then, and her husband Ian. Yeah. But the signal only stretches too far, so far. We carried on listening to local BBC radio shows, mostly for traffic. <laughs> this is brilliant, listen. In one county, they were discussing a very... Uh, You've seen it, you? ...in-depth question, <laughs> which, due to crossing the borders, I never heard the conclusion. Can you help? Can you tickle a bird with its own feather? <laughs> 
Is it like? Is it like when you try to tickle yourself, you can't do it? It has no effect. Isn't that weird? You tickle yourself, no effect. Even my tickle spot behind my knee, uh, it does nothing to me. Yeah. Anyone even goes near it, I'm, I've collapsed in the floor. So if you if you pluck a feather from a bird and tickle it, will it tickle that bird? That's genius. And there was us dissing BBC Local Radio yesterday. We weren't. I was joking, but that's and the that's kind of gold. Genius. Well, oh, well, this is it. The, that's, this is the phone. In. Call in about Gareth and call in about uh, feathers from birds tickling themselves. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25 is blocked between Junction. 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross clockwise as because of an accident. On the A40 Western Avenue heading out of London towards the M25 there are delays between the Swakeley's roundabout and the Denham roundabout. That's because of an accident and two lanes are blocked there with queues back from the Hillington Circus and on the M1 southbound it's slow from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable. Also on the approach to the M1 on the A5 southbound it's slow from Kensworth. Smart the breath BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs this is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. The independent report was commissioned by the Borough Council following alleged discrimination by taxi or private hire drivers. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. The new Labour leader, Jeremy Corbyn, will address the TUC conference in Brighton this afternoon and a flypast involving about 46 Spitfires and Hurricanes is set to take place to commemorate the 75th anniversary of the Battle of Britain. Prince Harry will join veterans to see the fleet of Battle of Britain aircraft take to the air. A service will be held at London St Paul's Cathedral at 11 o'clock. The aircraft will take off in groups from midday and fly over Goodwood before dispersing around the south of England. Some will return to Goodwood, while others will end up at Battle of Britain airfields, including Biggin Hill and Northolt. Well done, Simon. Well done. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons make the long trip north to Burnley tonight in the Championship. The Dons have lost their last two league games, but manager Carl Robinson doesn't see any reason to be downhearted. We're in a great place at the moment. The confidence amongst the players will, will increase. I don't think it gets much more difficult now Burnley away. And, uh, and that's... Wow, at this level. 22,000 here against Leeds United at the weekend, and then turn your back, and 16,000 in here against Southampton, and you turn your back, and there'll be another 17,000 here against Derby County. We're in the best place we've ever been. And that's what the players need to believe in. And there's full commentary on the Dons at Burnley in tonight's Three Counties Sport from 7 o'clock. West Ham are fifth in the Premier League after last night's 2-0 win at home to Newcastle, who dropped to the bottom of the table. Winless Newcastle host Watford on Saturday. The group stages of the Champions League start tonight with Manchester City at home to Juventus. Manchester United are away to the Dutch side PSV Eindhoven. In non-league football, St Albans beat Basingstoke 3-0 in National League South last night. Tonight, Hemel Hempstead host Hayes in the Premier, Bor- and Wood are at home tonight to Bromley. Watford boxer Anthony Joshua says he doesn't want to rush into a world title fight before he's ready. The Olympic gold medalist beat Gary Cornish in just 97 seconds on Saturday. I don't want to rush. Reason being, you know, if I take off, like, if I don't get carried away with everything, my amateur career was three years. So I feel like 
even though things are going well, there's so much more that I need to do and I need to go through in boxing before it, I can compete for a world title because I just don't want to have an opportunity to fight for it. I'd like to fight for it, win it and defend it. So I'd and rather take my time. England head coach Stuart Lancaster has named an unchanged side to face Fiji in their Rugby World Cup opener on Friday. And in cricket, England will name their squad today for the tour of the United Emirates when they take on Pakistan. BBC Three Counties News and Sport and Battle of Britain update. Next full bulletin oh, at eight. Well State that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a big bang. Since the dawn of man is really not that long as every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song. A fraction of a second and the elements were made. The bipeds stood up straight, the dinosaurs all met their fate. They tried to leave, but they were late and they all died. They closed their asses off the oceans and then wouldn't want to be a set in motion by the same Big Bang. It all started with the Big Bang. It's expanding ever outward, but one Sick of us debating how we're here, they're catching deer. We're catching viruses, religion or astronomy. Deuteronomy. It all started with the Big Bang. Music and mythology. Einstein and astrology. It all started with the Big Bang. It all started with the Big Bang. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. Uh, thanks to our next guest for waiting. Just after a week after a gang of men were jailed for the systematic abuse of two Aylesbury schoolgirls, the county councils held uh, a series of public meetings, the first in a series of public meetings, to raise awareness of sexual exploitation. A number of experts spoke at Chesham Grammar School last night in a bid to flag up some of the warning signs. Well, an Ofsted report last year found children in Buckinghamshire were being put at risk by widespread and serious failings by the county's safeguarding services. Well, in a moment, we'll speak to their service director for children's social care, Carol Douch. But first, let's hear from one of the parents who went to last night's meeting, Jackie Rose. Morning, Jackie. Morning. Jackie, what did you think of last night's meeting? I thought it was great. I thought it was very good to organise it. Um, some of it was quite scary. And I'm not sure that all of it maybe was relevant to our children, our children, um, children from South Bucks Chilterns. Um, what, what, what makes you say that? What, 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 what bits do you feel were not relevant? Well, they, they started to show a video that unfortunately broke down. Oh. Um, but the bits that we did see, one parent described as a sledgehammer, and it was. Um, it, it, was it, it was quite graphic. It was quite hard-hitting. Um, but it centred around... Girls that were sitting in the park and were, you know, talking to men, drinking vodka, taking drugs. Um, and I think for a lot of us, especially people that, you know, you live around here, you know, you haven't got parks for the children to congregate in, for one. And there was a, I mean, I felt that, well, you know, it's not really around here. I would have liked a bit more emphasis on the 
we did have some of the online mm. problems. And I think maybe they focused more on that rather than, you know, what can happen in the park. That sort of thing. Was there, in, was, was there anything in there that you thought, oh, OK, yeah, we can do that, or, or, or we, can, uh, we can certainly keep an eye out for that? Oh, the, on, the online safety was, was brilliant, and the profile pro- privacy, that was spot on. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, there was one parent that said, you know, what should we do if we see something? And I thought, oh, yeah, that was relevant. That was very good. And maybe if, they, if they'd started off with that, but, but when they started off with this video... It, I was thinking, yeah, really? A lot of the cases that I'd read about in Rotherham and Oxford and, and Aylesbury, um, a bit of my feeling was a, a lot of the, the children that seemed to happen to were children that were already known to social services, mm. children that are being in care, people that are being cared for. Um, and I thought, well, you know, is, is some of that relevant to, to you know, parents that, that don't have children in care? The pet, you know, the audience they had there last night, the parents are going to turn out on a Monday night. We're already quite well informed parents. The parents that the parents are going to be able to turn up to a meeting like that are the ones that are going to look in the media, will be reading the papers, will know the signs, and they want information rather than to be shocked. And almost, yeah, I'd say almost like a shock tactic. You know, be careful, this is what might happen. There was one point when I, <clears throat> when I did get a bit... Um, annoyed when they talked about going into primary schools, talking about child exploitation. Mm. Because I think that, you know, children should be children. And nobody wants our primary school children, five and six years old, being warned about, you know, frightened about, you know, if you go to the park with your friends, there might be men looking to ply you with drinks. Well, I, I would I would imagine, and we'll, we'll ask uh, Carol Douch from uh, uh, the County Council in a minute, I would imagine it, it, it would be age-appropriate. I don't think they'd be telling a five-year-old, if you go to the park on your own, then you, you might get drunk by a man who wants to have sex. They, they, it, would, it would be more of the stranger-danger conversation that I've had with my we five-year-old. We already, don't we? We already have that at school. We already have sex education in years five and six. So, you know, they were talking about, uh, you know, they, they gave a lot of information about websites. I will have a look at the websites. They didn't have time when I got home. I looked at one of them. Yeah. Um, but they do a lot of that in schools already. It's whether we want them to go this step further in primary school, secondary schools, I'm all for it. Well, let me ask, just stay there, Jack. Let me ask uh, Carol Douch, Buckinghamshire Service Director for Children and Social Care. What, what, what's this about going into primary schools? Jackie's concerned. Good morning, Ian. It's Carol speaking. Um, we do a very different um, approach when we go into junior school, uh, primary schools. It's more about looking at healthy relationships. And, of course, absolutely we wouldn't be sharing any of the videos or any of the information that we shared last night because it just wouldn't be appropriate for, for that age of a child. So it's very much focused on, on um, having good friends, knowing what healthy relationships are about and having fun, because like um, Jackie, your other uh, speaker, we're really keen for children to be children. That sounds all right, doesn't it, Jackie? It does, but that's what we already do. They already do that in schools. I think you talk to any primary school teacher, they take friendships in school, not bullying, being friends. I'm worried about what else they want to add on to that. But I don't have primary school children at the moment. Okay, um, Carol, what, what's the um, the idea behind R the? Uh, uh, gosh, you've used letters and numbers. The R U Y's to it campaign. Okay, um, the R U Y's to it campaign um, we started in 
July 2014. It wasn't in a response to the recent court case. Um, and it's Was it in response to, to the um, to Ofsted saying that the um, children's services um, were, were inadequate? No, it wasn't in response to that either. Okay. It was as part of the safeguarding board to ensure that we support parents in understanding what some of the signs are that they may need to watch out for if they're concerned about their child and actually some things that they can do to make sure that their children are, are being safeguarded. Um, and that there's a number of signs that we were discussing last night, um, which is your child becoming more withdrawn or clingy, clingy or unusually secretive, um, going out and not being very clear about where they are, missing from home or school, changes in their overall habits and actually being withdrawn and changing their friends and friends that you haven't heard about before. Isn't that and being a teenager to a certain extent? How do you differentiate between uh, you know normal teenage hormones and changing and all of those things um, and the fact that they are being groomed? That's one of the challenges that we have because we know that sexual exploitation, one of the ways that these men are able to sexually abuse children and young people is by the very nature of its secretiveness. And so those um, children and young people who are being groomed don't always know that. So that's why it's really important that um, children, their friends, the community, teachers, parents are the eyes and ears really and support children and young people to understand what is what we call a healthy relationship and what isn't. Statistically, I mean, you know, of course, anyone's open to abuse, but um, it's uh, the, the cases that we've heard, the recent case uh, in Aylesbury um, and cases around the country, it's not people that come from um, uh, solid uh, homes like it, it sounds like Jackie's home is. It's, it's vulnerable children. Um, that's not true. Um, there's different reasons why. Well, what about the two girl, the two girls that were that were the, the Aylesbury case? Where did those were those girls in foster care? Where, where did they come from? Um, I'm not prepared to talk about the confidentiality of those two children. Okay. Um, what about in, uh, what about the other the others? It's it's vulnerable young people that are in foster families generally, isn't it? Not people that come from and let's no. say it, um, nice, safe middle class families where their parents are protecting them and concerned about them anyway. So. The, pe the kind of parents I imagine would have gone last night, those children are probably quite low down on the risk. What are you doing to protect the other kids? We're rolling out this programme across the county. Last night we were in um, Chesham. We're going to Buckingham, Buckingham School, we're going yeah. to Grange School and we're going to Cressic School because, unfortunately, sexual exploitation happens in Buckinghamshire as it does elsewhere. And there are different ways in which... Um, these perpetrators can access children. It's not just hanging around in parks and drinking. One of the biggest concerns that we have is around access through um, online. So it's really important that parents are aware of who their children, which sites they're going on and, and who their children are talking to online. And for boys, because it's not just the girls' issues, for boys, one of the anxieties is through some of the gaming sites that boys tend to spend some time on. Uh, yeah, sorry, maybe you didn't hear the question. What are you doing to protect the, uh, the, the vulnerable children that are in foster families or in social care? Because th th this isn't aimed at them, is it? Um, this, the, what we're doing currently is aimed at all parents to raise awareness. Um, we also, of course, we've trained, it's a multi-agency response that we do. So what we've done in, in, um, in Buckinghamshire is we've developed what we're calling a SWAN unit, um, so, which is specialists from social care and the police and 
connected to Are You Safe and Bernardo's. And what we do is we do a, um, a significant amount of work with children, particularly the first time that they go missing, because that's the time that we know they're at their most vulnerable. And vulnerability increases the number of times they go missing. So, of course, we're doing a different response to different children. But I really need to emphasise that it's just not those vulnerable children that you may see as children in our care. It's also children may be vulnerable for different times, which might be um, problems at school, other anxiety, because something's happened that's in their, in their family. So please don't just focus on those children who well, are in no, our care. Well, no, with the greatest respect, I've not said it's... If you listened, I've not said it was just those children, but those are the most vulnerable by definition. And Bucks County Council has got a terrible record, hasn't it, in terms Bucks of looking County after Cou- kids? Bucks County Council last year um, had a very poor inspection, and what we've been doing over the last year is to improve you that. You said kids were at risk, didn't it? And also, of course, these, these two young girls in the Aylesbury case, they came to Bucks... They, well, they went to, um, I think it was Bernardo's seven years ago, and Bernardo's reported this to Bucks County Council, and Bucks County Council did nothing. So it does have a very poor history in dealing with um, children who are being sexually exploited, doesn't it? Um, if you do read the offset inspection, one of the things that they said last year, that one area that we were um, working well in is around child sexual exploitation. Absolutely acknowledge what you're saying about the Ofsted report. Um, and this, and as you know, there's been a number of changes over the last year. In order and the to incident sure of, of, of uh, Bernardo's talking to Bucks County Council seven years ago about two girls being sexually exploited and the county council doing nothing about it. It does. It, it, it you can you know fudge around it, but Bucks County Council has a very poor record when it comes to dealing with child sex, uh, exploitation, doesn't it? Uh, I obviously I'm going to disagree with you that it's a very poor reputation around sexual exploitation. What about when Bernardo seven years ago came to Bucks County Council and, and uh, talked about these two girls? One and Bucks County that, Council did one nothing. One of the things that the Safeguarding Board is doing is undertaking... If you could address that point, if you could address that point specifically, that's a very, yes. that's a really bad, dark mark on your record, isn't it? What the Safeguarding Board is doing is undertaking a serious case review to see how well... Um, Bucks Social Care and other agencies did to work together to safeguard children in relation to sexual exploitation. Well, badly. Um, I can tell you badly because when Bernardo's Bernardo's came to you seven years ago, not you personally, but Bucks County Council, you're the representative, so that's why I'm addressing you. Uh, When they came to you seven years ago, you did nothing. So it's, it's, it's a very poor record for Bucks County Council when it comes to sexual exploitation of vulnerable children. I'm really sorry, and the local authority is really sorry, that we didn't respond seven years ago in the way that we should have done. That's okay then. And that's changed now, has it? Certainly we've been working very hard over the last year to improve things for children. Part of our campaign around this particular um, area that we're talking about today, around sexual exploitation, is to continue to raise awareness with parents um, and with councillors and social workers and people who work for the council, obviously, because it would appear that they can Indeed. sometimes not understand that when uh, a children's charity comes to them and says that two of their residents are being sexually exploited, they can just kind of ignore it. Of course, it's around a whole partnership approach, because that's the only way we're going to support these children and young people. OK, Carol, thank you very much for your time. That's Carol Douch, a Buckinghamshire Service Director for Children's Social Care. And the other voice you heard there was Jackie Rose, who was a parent at the meeting last night. I think, I think, I think we still have travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Two lanes are closed on the M25 clock.
clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross because of an accident, but that's causing delays back from the M4. Also, it's very slow anti-clockwise past there while people look. And on the A40 Western Avenue heading towards um, between the Swakely's roundabout and the Denim, Denim roundabout, two lanes are blocked by another accident there causing delays back from RAF North Holt. On the A10 southbound in Hoddesdon, there are queues from the Hoddesdon roundabout towards Broxbourne and the A5 in Chalk Hills partially blocked in both directions because of an accident between the Leighton Buzzard Bypass and the Thorn Turn that's causing queues back from Dunstable Town Centre and all the routes in and around Dunstable are looking quite busy because of that now. Smart the Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. 7.48, it's uh, Tuesday the 15th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning and Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. It is a rather damp and grey start to the day. We've had quite a lot of rain over nine strong winds, but the wind is gradually starting to fall light and the rain has moved south and eastwards. Behind it, we will get some showers. It's not going to be dry by any stretch of the imagination. Some heavy showers expected, but we should get some brighter spells, maybe some sunny spells between them later on today. Maximum temperature reflects that at 18 Celsius. Now, overnight tonight, any showers remaining will disappear. And we have a brief bit of respite. The first part of the night, dry with clear spells temperatures down to nine celsius but post midnight the winds pick up and we'll see our cloud arrive from the south it's our next weather system it's ex-tropical storm Henri. we get the remnants of that tomorrow wet and windy weather some really heavy and persistent rain at times as we head through wednesday and that's your forecast if you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. So we're now in 1996. The Stone Roses get back together to headline the festival. They end up playing their worst gig of all time. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Warning, you are losing vast days of your life to the after effects of heavy drinking. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. You've been crowned the first ever World Masters champion in the over 80s category for the Scottish Highlander Games. That's right, yeah. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What a way to open a theatrical hour here on BBC Three Counties Radio. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Morning, Peter. Good morning. What would you like to have a whinge about today, he said, sitting back uh, in his chair uh, and lighting uh, up an imaginary cigar. The chap who went, wanted to go to see the Spitfires, basically. The, yes? The, when, when, he had a great point, really, because when... What, what on this station see, or when he phoned Radio Solent? No, when, when he, the, the chap was talking, in fact, about yes. uh, when in, uh, the BBC comes back and says, everyone further information go to do... Well, even you got bored of that sentence. Well, now they do that all the time. Who do what? And a, the BBC. What do what what do they do? Blah 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 blah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, blah, that's blah, the rest. Of, that's the rest of the station after nine o'clock. Uh, now, when they do that, yes. they, what they're doing is they're totally ignoring about. I would have said about. Uh, here comes here comes a figure plucked out of the air. How many how many people? About four or five million people who have, <laughs> have, don't use computers. Where did you get that figure from? Did you Google it? Well, I, I know for a fact 
that there's about 11 or 12 percent of people uh, that don't use computers. I don't computer. understand what. what the, and, so hang on. Now is it the BBC? Is it no, no? Is it the BBC's fault that you haven't got a computer? I don't know what. I don't know no, why, no, why, no, why no, all these old men are so angry with me. They're saying if you want further information now, that what they're doing is not giving any information in the first place. Did you not listen to Simon Oxley at 7.30? He was droning on and on and on about it. His bulletin was about 15 minutes long. He's still doing it out there. (laughs) It's about time then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but what do you want? I don't understand. So, okay, so, uh, yeah, I know we know that lots of people haven't got computers, okay, yeah. but some people do, right? Well, they 38 million people do. They're missing no. out some of the information because they're, they're, they but, think. But the what, information, what information have they missed out because they think that Peter well, and Mama that, Green. Well, that guy had a great point because he really. He, well, what was it? Can you answer a question? What was yes, it? They didn't give him the full information on air. Uh, for what? For where he had to be at They what told time. him exactly where he had to be. He got there late. It was the journey was three it was three hours away. How much notice do you want? A week? <laughs> well Do you I want a week? You what, I tell you what, I, I mean I saw it in true life, so uh, the part of it anyway. <laughs> so so I, I do I would not go to see one of those uh, displays, but So it's his fault for being a weirdo. That, Having said that, there's a huge amount of people out there who right. need the full information. We don't want to go somewhere else to okay. find it. Tough. We want why, full why, information. Do you know what? But, yeah? I, but, but why? So, so what? Uh, uh, the thing is, okay, you want the Im- information given to you. You want all the information given to you. Yeah. About well, everything. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, no, no, no. You want the full information detail. given to you about the stuff that you're interested in. No, 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 yes, no, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no. If we gave pub- the full information out about everything... When they're publicising something, yeah. they've got to publicise it in a manner, knowingly, that lots of people haven't got computers. Um, but th- then the whole and show the would be taken up... computers, by the way, don't, some, many don't use them. Well, that's their problem. That's not the BBC's fault. <laughs> they don't know how to boot up. Do you know how to boot up? Do you know how to make a booty call? Ian, are you too bootylicious? I'm a mismasigna sometimes. I'm a what? A mismasigna. Oh, you I've learned a, got a Jewish friend. I'm learning a new word. A mismasigna. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, a friend of mine knows a Jewish person. Person. I mean, what's a mis, <laughs> what's a mismasigna? Uh, well, you you have to ask. I'll have to Google friend. it. I haven't got a computer, Peter. Give me all the information. <laughs> no, no. Thank you, Peter. Tata. Oh, three four five nine four double five five double five is the. Uh, Telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, now, if you thought that the Penn School story was over, think again, uh, because for those affected, it carries on and on and on. Last week, administrators confirmed what we expected, that they hadn't found a new buyer uh, who'd keep Penn open for the deaf and autistic children it served. But while it's true many families had already made alternative arrangements, their problems haven't ended now the term's begun. We've been contacted by a number of parents and carers who are having a really tough time. Well, Sheila Seely's nephew, Jonathan, is one of the many young people having difficulty adapting. And Sheila joins me now. Morning, Sheila. Hello, Ian. Um, tell me about Jonathan. What's going on? Right. Well, at the moment, um, he we're still discussing with Bucks County Council. We've actually raised a, a formal complaint um, because we got a letter on the 31st of August to say that his statement of special educational needs. Now, given Jonathan is both, he was born disabled with multiple deformities, has metal in both legs, has undergone an amazing amount of grisly operations. He's got deformed hands um, and he's also Asperger's. He's six foot tall. 
um, and who was doing beautifully at Penn, um, which was a suitable environment for him. And we've been completely abandoned by Bucks County, and they're trying to shoehorn him into a college part-time, um, doing a course that um, a college that actually he hadn't even seen or viewed, or we'd even agreed. But the letter just said that his statement had elapsed and that he was um, going to go to Flackle Heath College. Um, it's three days a week at the campus. Mm. Um, so Wednesday is supposed to be at the campus. And then Thursday, as part of this three days a week course, not five days, sixth form education, is in the middle of High Wycombe Town Centre, about 200 yards away from where a man was murdered, um, which he knows about. And also the, it was a Tesco employee who was stabbed. This is a huge, sprawling town. Um, Johnson's statement says that he needs to be um, in a safe, calm, nurturing and secure learning environment. So he is never going to function. Um, he probably operates on a, a level of a 14-year-old. Um, and his, um, we had a, a lady from McIntyre who came to the house yesterday and also last week who's supposed to support him. And in fact, we've seen more of her and then we've heard anything from Bucks County Council. Um, but he showed her his dog. He showed her his tortoise um, and he told her about his friend whose birth, it was 19, her 19th birthday, and he'd put three one-pound coins in her birthday card so that she could buy herself something. Um, he was 18 two weeks ago and Bucks County Council are treating him as if he's a, a normal functioning 18-year-old and trying to push him into a, into a totally inappropriate form of education. Um, and from that, he has regressed. He, last week, he got very angry. Um, he's asking for his Lord of the Rings figures, which he hasn't touched for a couple of years. Mm. Um, and, you know, six foot, he punched the wall. He was just very upset, crying. And afterwards, he had to calm him down and stroke him and while he cuddled his dog, that sort of thing. Um, had no, no school yesterday, no school today. Um, supposedly going to Flackwood Heath tomorrow. Um, and then, you know, no, no supposedly going into to High Wycombe Town Centre on a Thursday above, you know, at a site near the Metro Bank, mm. um, back to the college on, on, on Friday. This is not an education. So we have challenged the Bucks County Council now with a formal complaint um, and we are going to take it to a tribunal. This must be costing the taxpayer huge amounts of money. Um, we were told at the meeting following Penn's closure that there would be a bespoke educational plan put in touch for our children. Not happened. Not we've happened. got we've got thirty seconds, Sheila, and we'll we'll come back to this again in the future. What what do you want from Bucks County Council? We want an appropriate education as per his statemented needs, and we want the chance. We were obviously because of the closure of Penn, we were denied that, um, and therefore we need time to find an appropriate appropriate place of education. And in fact, it would be really super if somebody tried to help. Um, you know, we hear so many of these stories and each one just, uh, it just breaks my heart. Sheila, I wish you the very best of luck and I wish Jonathan the very best of luck. And will you keep in touch and let us know how it goes? We certainly will. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. I just, you know, every one of those stories, every one of those stories is a family uh, struggling uh, and in turmoil. Uh, uh, thank you, Sheila. 03459 455555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
There are long delays on the M25 clockwise because two lanes are closed between Junction 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross. That's causing queues from Junction 14 for Heathrow now. Also, it's slow anti-clockwise with people slowing down to look, so there it's looking very busy between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. On the A40 Western Avenue, there's been another accident that's blocked two lanes between the Sweetleys roundabout and the Denham roundabout. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines report criticises Watford taxi drivers. Meeting start to tackle child exploitation in Buckinghamshire and woman killed in Dunstable collision. BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. The independent report was commissioned by the Borough Council following alleged discrimination by taxi or private hire drivers. Watford's Hackney Carriage Drivers Association dispute the figures. Lee Hutchings is chairman of Disability Watford. The drivers don't know how to use the ramps, don't know how to secure people and you've got to wait a longer time to pick people up. I mean, our contacts at the hospital saying um, there's a backlog of wheelchair people trying to leave the hospital because the taxes just aren't available. A week after a gang of men were jailed for the systematic abuse of two Aylesbury schoolgirls, the county councils held the first of a series of public meetings to raise awareness of sexual exploitation. A number of experts spoke at Chesham Grammar School last night. The service director for Children's Social Care, Carol Douch, says they're targeting all parts of the community. We're rolling out this programme across the county. Last night we were in um, Chesham, we're going to Buckingham School, we're going yeah. to Grange School and we're going to Cressic School because there are different ways in which um, these perpetrators can access children. It's not just hanging around in parks and drinking. One of the biggest concerns that we have is around access through um, online. So it's really important that parents are aware. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. The incident happened at around 11.20 on High Street South, which was closed for several hours while investigations were carried out. Jeremy Corbyn is expected to receive an enthusiastic welcome when he addresses the TUC conference in Brighton today, but the new Labour leader received a muted reception last night at a meeting of Labour MPs, as Ross Hawkins reports. Yesterday, the Shadow Foreign Secretary, Hilary Benn, seemed clear. Labour would campaign, he said, for Britain to remain in the European Union in all circumstances. But when Jeremy Corbyn addressed Labour MPs and peers, he left open the possibility of campaigning for withdrawal. Mr Corbyn faced hostile questions from his colleagues. His new team will hope to unite Labour around opposition to tax credit cuts in a debate in the House of Commons today. A 64-year-old man has been jailed for stabbing a shop assistant in the neck in Aylesbury. David Clark stabbed 25-year-old Rush Thranashok at a food and wine store in Buckingham Street in September last year. Clark of no fixed abode was jailed for 15 years. 
European Union ministers meeting in Brussels last night failed to reach full agreement on proposals to settle another 120,000 refugees. Despite calls for urgent action, further discussion has been put off until next month. In sport, Milton Keynes-Dons make the long trip north to Burnley tonight in the Championship. West Ham are fifth in the Premier League after last night's 2-0 win attempt in Newcastle, who dropped to the bottom of the table. The weather cloudy this morning with some rain, sunshine and showers this afternoon, a maximum temperature 18 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. After um, um, a, a string of complaints today from elderly gentlemen, we're asking, how's the BBC let you down, huh? One gentleman uh, travelled three hours to see some aeroplanes fly, only to realise he'd got there late. BBC's fault. Another one hasn't got a computer. BBC's fault. How has the BBC let you down? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Russell. Good morning, Ian. What you got? How's the BBC let you down, Russell? Well, mate, there was this there was this meeting last week at my kids' school to to meet their new teachers. Oh. Um, and you know, I didn't have a clue about it, mate. And I, I listen to you every day. Yes. Every day, not a word. This we, is a local matter. And uh, this was a school in Stevenage, was it? It is, yeah. And it was to meet. It was to meet the teachers. That's it. And we didn't give you the the, the correct details or the or, or, uh, uh, on a scale of one to ten, how much info did we give you about this meet and greet? Um, well, you know what? One. Oh. There was it, one. Yeah. I, I I I know that it kind of. It crossed your mind, and you mentioned Stevenage that yep, day, but yep. I guess you just forgot the rest of the information. Well, I, I, as, I, as I did to the other gentleman, uh, uh, on behalf of the BBC, Russell, you have my sincerest apologies. It will never happen again. Lessons have been learnt. I still ain't paying the licence fee, mate. Oh, flipping it. Tough guy. Tough guy. Well, that's, that's, uh, that means I can, I can still feed one of the children. That's the main thing. Thank you, Russell. Apologies for that. Outrageous. Which one's your favourite this week? Um, oh, it's the eldest this week. Okay. He's been, he's, he read to us last night. It was delightful. He read to us, then I fell asleep on his bedroom floor. Beautiful. Poor old daddy. Um, Watford taxis are failing disabled people. That's according to an independent report commissioned by the council in answer to allegations of discrimination. Inspectors posing as punters found that only two out of their 26 test trips could be classed as satisfactory. Uh, Jan Brown is the chair of the licensing committee on Watford Borough Council. Morning, Jan. Well done for commissioning this, but it doesn't make great reading, does it? Um, no, it doesn't. And quite frankly, we're very disappointed to have found uh, these results. Um, Some of the main things were that um, uh, wheelchairs weren't secured properly. Uh, wheelchair accessible vehicles driving past wheelchair users and a passenger with a guide dog who was trying to hail them um, and the layout of some of the ranks. 
Um, well, I have to say that in some cases it has been found that wheelchair users actually don't want to be secured. They like to plough their own furrow and do their own thing and sort themselves out. So that one isn't perhaps as grim as it would seem. Well, but but in this in the, the, in this study, uh, the, the 26 trip, uh, the, 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 uh, 11 passengers, only two of them were secured. I'd imagine they would have liked to have been secured, wouldn't they? Maybe they yes, sir, maybe some sir. of the passengers don't know that they're entitled to be secured. Um, that could be so. Um, we have set up now, as a result of this report, last night's committee meeting, we have now set up a working party, which will consist of three councillors, one from each party, um, mm. officers from the council, taxi drivers, we hope. They have yet <sighs> to be contacted. That's optional. That's optional. And, uh, and of course, the disability forum. And, and what, is, what are you hoping to achieve with this? Um, well, we're hoping to achieve a considerable improvement. Um, Why does... Hang on a second. There's a, let me just break this down. So you've got three councillors, some disabled people, but yeah. you're not sure if the taxi drivers are going to turn up. If they don't well, we, turn up, we, pointless. We haven't asked them yet. Oh. I've, uh, so let's give them the opportunity. But they, they, they might not turn up. If they don't turn up, are you, well, you going to carry on with it? Uh, yes, of course. Why? Well, because we want to improve things. You want to improve taxis? We want to improve the service to disabled people. For, for, for in taxis, OK. So you want to improve the service for, for disabled people using, using taxis. If the taxi drivers don't turn up to this, how's that going to work? Um, well, we'll have to wait and see, won't we? No, you could, no surely no, you must no, have considered no. that as a possibility. If they don't you're, turn up, how's this going to work? You're trying to make a negative out of something that hasn't yet happened, are Well, no, you? you've not, you, it would appear that you've not thought it through, Jan. You've, you've not asked them yet. We have, we have thought it through informally. There have been one or two drivers who have been quite keen to get involved in this. So to say that taxi drivers won't turn up, I think, is, is doing them an injustice. Well, hang on a minute. They're, the one, they're not turning up for disabled people in wheelchairs, so why are they going to turn up for a meeting? Well, because they also want to improve things. And we are also going to improve and uh, uh, give them considerably more training than they have at the moment. Although they are trained in how to uh, cope with disabled passengers, we're going to make sure that their training is even more rigorous you know, than it um, is now. Do you know Mr. Mr. Butt? Yes, I do. Yeah. He doesn't believe the findings of the, 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 the research. Well, then it will be in Mr Butt's interest to turn up to the working party. But it's optional. It? But it will be optional. It will be optional. But if he doesn't believe the findings, um, why is he going to turn up? Well, I haven't spoken to a deal, Butt, so I only have your word for it. He was on the, we can send you a tape of it. He was on the radio earlier. He doesn't believe the findings. Yes, yes, OK. But you're trying to make a negative out of the whole thing. Well, it, it is a very... I'll tell, want... tell you why, Jan, because my mum's in a wheelchair, right? I don't... And... Go my on. mother was also disabled. OK, so, this um, is why I'm know, taking... We all have disabled people. Well, no, we don't but all... you're <laughs> trying to make a great negative out of something that, if you like, Jan. hasn't yet happened. Jan. You're telling me that drivers Jan. won't turn up. Jan. We don't know that Jan. yet. They're not turning up for people in wheelchairs who've booked them, or when they do turn up, they refuse to take those people in wheelchairs. They're not stopping when they see people with guide dogs 
hailing them. That's why I'm a little bit upset by this. Yes, of course, and so am I upset by it. I feel considerably let down. I'm sure my colleagues feel the same, and they certainly did feel the same, judging by the committee meeting last night. We are very disappointed. Not as let down as the fellow with the guide dog who had to walk home in the rain, you know. Um, Why do you need to have a committee to go through this? Surely it's obvious what needs to be done. We're not having a committee. We're having a working party. I apologise. Why are you having a working party? Surely it's obvious what needs to be done. Because we need to get all sides together in order to improve things. Is that not? Is it not better to talk to people rather than to suddenly say, right, we're going to punish you for this, no. and we're going to do this, that and the other, no. and you'll have to toe the line? It is always better ah, to talk ah, to people. I've not mentioned punishment, but I do think that it... No, I do think that it's better for you to tell them to toe the line. Well... Obvi- yes, they- obviously, because people are being denied their basic human rights by uh, bigotry and by inadequacy in a service that you preside over. So why on earth are you not telling them to follow the rules? They're breaking the law. So why are you not telling them to follow the rules? Why are you getting a, what did you call it, a, a, a group to sit down and have a cup of coffee and talk about it? Why are you a not telling them party. a working party, whatever that means, why are you not telling them to follow the rules and the law? I've already explained that. I've told you it is surely better to sit down and talk to people about that it. That doesn't address the point I just made. The point is why they are breaking the law and not following the rules. Instead of discussing it with a working party, why are you not telling these drivers, obey the rules and follow the law? They are, they are discriminating. It is I'm, illegal. Tell I'm quite them. sure as part and parcel of the working party, it will be made very clear to them that they have to pull their socks up and improve things considerably. And is that how you're going to phrase it? Pull your socks up, guys. I am not going to be part of the working party. It what? isn't right. It Hang isn't on a minute. Right. You're in charge of them. I want my fellow councillors, <laughs> other members of the committee, oh, to sit God. down as part and parcel of this working party. Jan, now, you're, in char- you go, you're in charge. You're the chair of the licensing go, committee. Before you go jumping up and down and, and guessing not, not what the answer is going back. to be, then why don't you wait and see okay. what the results of the working okay. party are and right. then give me a ring. You're right. When are we going to have the conclusions of the working party? Uh, within a couple of months. And um, those people in wheelchairs and with guide dogs that are waiting for cabs in those couple of months, what would you say to them? Well, hopefully the service will improve during that couple of months. It certainly needs to. (laughs) Are you going to do another investigation? What do you mean, another investigation? Well, once once this has all been sorted out, are you going to do another investigation? We'll have to look at that, won't we? You don't care, do you? I do care. Then why are you not telling telling the people that you are responsible for they are breaking the law? They are breaking the law and they are discriminating. Why are you not telling them that? Why are you giving them two months' grace? Why are you having a committee that you are not involved in? Why have you not even invited these cab drivers to this meeting yet? Why are you you making it optional and not compulsory? There are so many holes in this story. Why don't you give us a chance to set up our working party? Why and do you then... need why do you need a working party? Why don't you just tell them they are breaking the law? They will be told as part and parcel. In two of that. or three months. And 
And I wish you would stop making it look as if I don't care and as if I'm failing because I'm not you're sitting in the working party. You're failing I because your cab drivers are breaking the law. from each of the party to go on that... Uh, from each, uh, uh, each uh, party. And I want them to go on that working party and I want them to talk to drivers and I want them to talk to disabled people and I want council officers from the licensing team to be part and parcel of that and we will see the improvement at the end of it. And how will you judge the improvement at the end of it? Why don't you wait? How will you judge? No, this is a valid question, Jan. Just wait. Why don't you tell me how you will judge improvement? What the results are? How will we know what the results are? Up and down. How will we know what the results are? There will be a report brought back to the licensing committee. What does that mean? A report? Are you going to do another? Are you going to do another um, undercover thing like this? Um, I don't know yet. It depends. You really haven't got a clue, Jan, have you? I've not thought this through at all. Okay, well, that's just your opinion. Let's well, hope well how will you judge the results? You need, the you need a method to judge whether it's been successful or not. How are you going to do that? Well, we haven't got that far yet. For goodness sake, give us a chance. Things need to be improved, and they just aren't good enough for disabled people. When did you get the results of this survey? I care enough or not. When did you get the results of this survey? very deeply about When did you get the results of this survey? When did we get the results of this survey? A couple of months back. (laughs) Oh, Jan! Jan, you've just... Well, okay, gosh, and boy, aren't you acting promptly? You've not invited them yet to this... What is it called? A meet and greet? It's not called a meet and greet. It's called a working party. You've not invited... I've I've said all I can say to you on the subject. I know, I know, and that's, that's that's, that's what's so worrying. That's so, what's so worrying. When is this working party going to start and, and, and meet? Uh, well, give us a chance, will you? We only You've had the results the for two months, love! We only had the committee meeting last night. We <sighs> need to put steps in place make... also to improve things on behalf of disabled people. But I think it's extremely horrible of yeah, you yeah. to accuse me of not caring. Like, I think it's true at all. I, can I make one suggestion, Jan? And I don't know the intricacies of how councils work and stuff, but pull your finger out, because you've had these results for two months and you've still not quite worked out what you're going to do. I, uh, as someone who has to transport someone in a wheelchair, I think that's pretty disgusting. Shall we speak when it's when the, the uh, meet and greet is, is finished? It's not a meet and greet, it's a working party. Sorry, it's a phrase I've never heard before, almost as if it were made up. Shall we speak Have when... you not? You must be a very young man, then, if you've never heard um, of a working party. May God bless you, Jan. May God bless you for that. you need to broaden your outlook. You're absolutely right, I do. And perhaps you need to make sure that disabled people in Watford are adequately um, able to access vehicles uh, and taxis as they are legally obliged to. Shall we speak when the uh, the working party's finished? If you want to. I would love to, more than you know. Is that a yes? Yes. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Kill on the A5. It's been partially blocked in both directions between the Leighton Buzzard Bypass and the Thornton, and that's causing delays in both directions on the A5, and it's also affecting the Leighton Buzzard Bypass with delays too. It's looking very slow. On the M1 southbound, it's very busy from Junction 10 for Luton Airport to 9 for Redbourne, and on the M25, two lanes are closed clockwise, and that's causing delays between Junction 13 for Staines to 17 for Maple Cross. It's also very slow anti-clockwise through that stretch with people slowing down to look at the accident opposite and there are delays on the A40 Western Avenue between the Target Roundabout and the Denham Roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. They had the results a couple of months ago. I mean, gosh. Speedy. Those guys are speedy. Just not if you're in a wheelchair. You'll have to make your own way home. Is that all right? Is it all right if he makes his own way home? Yeah, okay. I mean, I know local councillors get a bad rap. I have no idea why. 8.19, it's Tuesday the 15th September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A report into the use of taxis by disabled people in Watford has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. Bucks County Council has held the first in a series of public meetings to raise awareness of sexual exploitation and police uh, police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. Tonight, MK Dons face a tough trip north as they take on former Watford manager Sean Dyche's Burnley. I still think there's more to come in terms of being productive in the attacking end of the, the field. You can hear the whole game live in Three Counties Sport. And MK Dons have got their Tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. If you want to call in about that, you're more than welcome to. Am I being a little bit unfair? I mean, they've had the results of that um, investigation into disabled people being ignored by taxi drivers for a couple of months. Um, they're going to have a working party, which is like a, a committee. Which she's not going to be involved in it. They're going to invite, um, uh, well, they're going to invite cab drivers at some point, point and some disabled people. But it's optional as to whether the cab drivers turn up. Bearing in mind the head of the Hackney Carriages Association in Watford don't believe the findings of the uh, the old survey, um, and they still don't know yet how, at the end of it, they're going to see if it's been a success or not. I mean. I don't know. I just kind of think that as soon as you got the, you get these results in, flip. This is bad. This is bad. Um, let's get right. Let's get the cab. Let's let's give me the phone number of the cabbies. Let's phone them up and sort this out. You, you know, guys, you're breaking the law. She thinks it's better to sit down and have a chitty chat rather than tell them to toe the line. They're breaking the law. They're discriminating. You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. If we change uh, disabled to, I don't know, black. Would that still be a cause for, yeah, for a meeting they'd, they'd like ha- that? They'd have a, a working party and they'd, you know, they'd sort it out and it, you know, and we don't know how they'd measure it and it'll be fine. Oh three four. Here's here's my uh, here's my bet. She won't come back on. I, I, that's, I'm just putting my cards on the table there. She went very quiet towards the end, didn't she? Very quiet, very quiet. It was a tense, it was a tense moment for everybody. Now, just after a week, uh, just a week after a gang of men were jailed for the systematic abuse of two Aylesbury schoolgirls, the county council has held uh, the first in a series of public meetings in a bid to stop it happening again. 
A number of experts spoke at Chesham Grammar School last night in a big to flag up some of the warning signs that children are being exploited sexually. Well, an Ofsted report last year found children in Buckinghamshire were being put at risk by widespread and serious failings by the county's safeguarding services. Sheila Taylor is the chief executive of the NWG Network, a charity who advised 10,000 professionals who work with children on child sexual exploitation. Uh, Morning, Sheila. Good morning. Uh, This campaign seems to be directed at parents and pupils of uh, secondary school age. Is this the best way, do you think, to prevent young people being sexually abused? It's certainly a good start. Um, One of the things that we do know is that some of the first changes in behaviour and some of the first um, reasons to notice a, a young person do come from the school environment, that some young people make disclosures to school nurses, So it's certainly not a a bad place to start. What are the warning signs and how do we differentiate between the warning signs that a young person is being groomed or sexually exploited and um, just the normal changes in a teenager's demeanour? Well, that's quite that is quite difficult and one of the challenges. Um, but but going missing is is a huge indicator. So going missing from school, um, going missing from home or care, long periods of time overnight, coming back late, non-accidental injuries, um, very secretive, change in appearance, change in behaviour, isolation from the normal peer groups, normal friends, isolation a bit from the families. Um, and not really knowing who the new friends are um, are all really, really strong indicators. And if you're worried, then you should be making the call to to a service in your area that knows about this so that they can exploit a bit more with you to see if there are underlying factors of child sexual exploitation. When you say service, what do you mean? Well, in a lot of areas, there are specific services for child sexual exploitation. I'm not sure about your own particular area, but I think the um, Are You Safe project, which is a Bernardo's project, runs across some of your area. And and they're good sources of um, points of, of information, but also your local safeguarding board, your child protection uh, um, service within children's services are also good places to go and ask for the As a parent or a teacher, Sheila, if you think something is happening, let's say, and I know it happens to boys and girls of all ages, let's say it's a 14-year-old girl, you suspect something is happening, what's the best way to deal with it? Because I imagine that there is a chance that you could, you know, you could stamp in there with your, your size 12 boots on and, and make things worse. What, what, how do you deal with it? I, th- I think that's probably one of the reasons our service comes into play is that quite often professionals on the front line do struggle with what do we do now, how do we tackle this, and each child is different, so there's no one blueprint to follow. But what we do know is they're very frightened and they're quite often um, threatened and blackmailed that makes it almost impossible for them to be open and honest about what is happening to them straight away. And and it's that's that luxury of time spent with young people and allowing them to get to know you and to build up a safe space that can... But if they tell you anything, just a small thing to react quickly because um, small nuggets of information are what helps you to identify this. I do... uh, I mean, Bucks County Council has not had the greatest record in terms of the Ofsted report last year and the fact that, that, I mean, these, these, these two girls that were abused over a series of years, Bucks County Council, it was flagged up to them that something may be going on seven years ago and they didn't act on it. 
Um, I do sometimes wonder, and maybe this is just me being cynical, Sheila, you can tell me, whether campaigns like these ones that is happening in Bucks, where they go to schools and they talk to, you know, the, the nice middle-class parents about this, that it's it's just so that the council can say, look, we're doing something, and I just wonder whether it will actually have any impact whatsoever, apart from making the council look quite good. Well, I think in all areas, there's a varying degree of how um, how much of a priority this issue is for them. What we've seen over the last two or three years is a really, really significant move in people's understanding and will to get this right and to deal with it. But there are areas in the UK that still say to us, um, we, don't, we don't have this as a priority mm. for us. We don't have child sexual exploitation. And, and, and honestly, it is in all cities. If you look for it, you've got it and you need to deal with it. So it, it's really difficult for us. Yeah. There are varying degrees all the way across the country. Sheila, uh, keep up the good work. I appreciate getting your, uh, your opinion and your thoughts on this. Sheila Taylor, Chief Executive of the NWG Network. <laughs> This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now they can wait. They can. They can wait till after half. We, they can wait. We had. Um, this is very rarely we get these. Listen to this email. Go on. This is from Jill. It's an email for the Oxman himself, Mr. Simon Oxman. Morning, Jill. Morning, Jill. Um, re uh, Simon's bulletin. If you missed it at, at um, gosh, that was at seven thirty. That was an hour ago. Uh, we had a complaint. How's the BBC let you down? Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. All of your uh, complaints, by the way, will be listened to, written down, and then burnt. Uh, but we had a complaint from a gentleman that the, uh, two months ago he'd gone to see a Spitfire flyby, mm. but because of the BBC, he got there late. Um, and he felt that we weren't giving enough information about the Battle of Britain um, uh, flyby that was happening. Remember, it was based on that film, yeah. as he said. But let's just be clear. They told him when... Yep. They told him where. Yep. What they didn't tell him was that it would take him three hours to get there. I mean, some people well, need very specific information. We failed him. No one challenges uh, the BBC um, uh, and um, gets away with it. That's Simon Oxley's. Uh, that's the tattoo he's got above his bum. Have you seen that? Of course you have. Uh, after half a shandy, he'll show it to anybody. <laughs> and he came in at 7.30. He delivered. <clears throat> he delivered. You know, remember when... Um, when uh, Gordon Brown was still the Prime Minister and it was coming up to the... Gem- it was a general election and it was the last few days and um, that Gordon Brown had been written off and he delivered a barnstorming speech. Mm-hmm. He delivered this amazingly powerful, passionate, angry speech. Off script. It was brilliant. If you Fire could- in the belly. Oh, it was, it was wonderful. Simon did something very, very similar at 7.30 with a news bulletin where he, he just gave out all the details about Battle of Britain Day. Jill's, um, Jill's emailed him. Please pass on to Simon. That was the best news bulletin ever about the fly past. Brackets very funny. I don't get that bit. No. But um, I thought he would do complete, so, not so funny. We, we don't say. do this very often, but Simon, this is for you. Bro. This is for you. Stand stand up. Up. We're standing up. We're standing up for Simon. He, he's got his headphones on. He's actually listening to another radio station, and that's he loves Radio Four. It- <laughs> Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the 
10.25 clockwise, two lanes are closed between Junction 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross, which is causing long queues all the way from Junction 13 for Staines. On the M25 anti-clockwise, people are going very slowly past Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. They're slowing down to look, so it's adding to the usual delays there. The A5 in Chalk Hill's been partially blocked by an accident in both directions between the Leighton Buzzard Bypass and the Thorn Turn, which is causing delays in both directions on the A5 and also affecting the Leighton Buzzard Bypass with queues as well. And in Biggleswade on Langford Road, that's been closed because of an accident between Elbone Way and South Hill Road. On the trains, Thameslink are reporting possible delays because of a problem at Kentish Town. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. Watford Borough Council is denying taking too long to tackle the issue of taxes for disabled people in the town. A report received two months ago has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. A week after a gang of men were jailed for the systematic abuse of two Aylesbury schoolgirls, the county councils held the first of a series of public meetings to raise awareness of sexual exploitation. A number of experts spoke at Chesham Grammar School last night and an inquest into the death of a two-day-old baby baby who was born at Milton Keynes Hospital is due to finish today. Yesterday the inquest heard how a consultant who was called to the Labour said he'd come when he'd finished his lunch. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes Dons make the long trip north to Burnley tonight in the Championship. The Dons have lost their last two league games, but manager Carl Robinson doesn't see any reason to be downhearted. We're in a great place at the moment. The confidence amongst the players will, will increase. I don't think it gets much more difficult now Burnley away and, uh, and that's wild at this level 22,000 here against Leeds United at the weekend and then turn your back and 16,000 here against Southampton and you turn your back and there'll be another 17,000 here against Derby County we're in the best place we've ever been and that's what the players need to believe in and there's full commentary on the Dons at Burnley in tonight's Three Counties Sport from 7 o'clock. West Ham are fifth in the Premier League after last night's 2-0 win attempt at Newcastle, who dropped to the bottom of the table. Winless Newcastle host Watford on Saturday. Steve McLaren's side had to walk to the ground last night after their coach was stuck in traffic. It's been a difficult start. Two good draws we've had at, uh, at home and at Old Trafford. But, you know, our platform being hard to beat, organised, disciplined, defending well. Um, you know, went. Uh, no, it was a wake-up call for us. And, you know, I'm not blaming the, uh, the the coach journey or anything like that. Preparation is short. You have to deal with that, and we didn't deal with it very well. So, um, very disappointed, and a big lesson for us all. The group stages of the Champions League start tonight with Manchester City at home to Juventus and Manchester United away to the Dutch side PSV Eindhoven. In non-league football, St Albans beat Basingstoke 3-0 in National League South last night. Tonight, Hemel Hempstead host Hayes. In the Premier tonight, Boreham Wood are at home to Bromley. England head coach Stuart Lancaster has named an unchanged side to face Fiji in their Rugby World Cup opener on Friday. And in cricket, England will name their squad today for the tour of the United Arab Emirates to play Pakistan. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. Somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death that 
fine life I lead I'd take my chances I'd die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Uh, Ian's emailed uh, a working party, and lots of you are tired. Apparently, the working party is is, is a well-known phrase. I'd never heard of it. I'd never, or if I had, it's it's it's. Surely it's an oxymoron. Them. Don't you dare call me an oxymoron, an oxymoron. Um, that was the dad in the Oxo family. Um, a working party, and oh, thank you to everyone who's told me this. It, 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 I I didn't know. Is a committee or group appointed to study and report on a particular oh, so question? Oh, it's a committee. <laughs> no, it's not. It's a working party. And make recommendations based on its findings. I don't know what... The, we know what the recommendations are. Follow the law. Don't discriminate. I mean, uh, okay, uh, so, and also, let's just remind ourselves, they've had this report for two months. Well, this is what Ian They're goes on to say. They're still not got in touch with the taxi drivers. This is what the, Ian goes on to say. So they, they knew two months ago, they had a meeting last night to set up a working party, and then in a couple of months, the working party will report back, and then they will invite the taxi drivers in, but they don't have to come if they don't want to. I thought she was going to burst into tears. Um, no. Well, she's now she's oh, retiring. She's made of sterner stuff. She's retiring at some point, isn't she? Yeah. I wonder when. Let's investigate and find out, shall we? Uh, Mavis is on the line. Good morning, Mavis. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, Mavis? Well, I sat having my breakfast. And oh. I thought, what a lot of common sense you use talking to that woman. If you're a boss in charge, you you do as you suggested. You get cracking and tell people what to do, not delegate the work out and it then seems... have to wait or well, six months or so on to see what they decide to it do. It seems obvious to me. These these drivers that are, are failing to um, pick up yes. people in wheelchairs or with guide dogs, they're breaking the law. It's illegal. It's discrimination. Yes. You're not allowed to do that. So um, when she said, well, do you want me to, to, to get them to toe the line and, and, and punish them? Um, yeah. yeah, please. Uh, yeah, I would like you to do that, please. I'm lucky. I can, I, you know, but I put my hand out and a cab will stop. I, I phone up a cab, it turns up at my house. I can generally get into it. But there are there are a significant number of people who can't do that. And to be yeah. sat out in the rain in a wheelchair, having cab after cab go past, I think it's disgusting. And it's not right. Can the police do anything? Well, I guess, I, I don't know if that will come under being a civil matter, because, yes, it's breaking the law, but then yeah. how are you going to, you know, how are you going to get the police? Oh, Mavis, yeah. I saw a brilliant video today, right? And I don't normally like these videos online. I think it's yeah. in America. Yeah. And quite often we do stories about the police rescuing animals and we kind of have a go at the police for doing it. I saw yeah. a brilliant video, Mavis, right? It was a duck, right? Yeah. And she had one duckling. Have you seen this, Catherine? No, no. It was a duck and she had one duckling, right? You don't get one duckling. 
but she was hovering. She was kind of just walking around a drain in the road, by the side of the road. Oh. This police car pulled up. These three coppers got out. And yeah. you could see them fiddling with the drain. And they got the drain off. And this copper kind of put his head down. He pulled out one duckling, <gasps> two ducklings, three ducklings. And they all ran off to their mum. And then they wandered oh. off. Oh. Now, I, I, I don't normally fall for stuff like that. But Mavis, oh, I had a tear in my eye. Yes, so the police deserve a compliment or the, congratulations. The or police deserve a pat on the you. back and a cup yeah. of coffee from yeah, all of us. certainly do. That's lovely. Mavis, what are you having for breakfast? What, what breakfast I've did I disturb? It. I've had it. That's what was it? I was listening to you. Well, I, I'm thought, guessing you're a boiled egg woman. For a young chap, you mm. you do a jolly good job. He's <laughs> oh, not that young, you. Mavis. Oh, shush, shush, shush. Let, let her live in a fantasy <laughs> where I'm young. Have you read the poem by Bernard Miles? No, I he, haven't. He, he says, Uh-oh. us young chaps are 45. Oh, well, then I've, I've still got a couple oh, of years to, to go. You ought to read that. I was born and bred in Ivanhoe. Now, listen, now we get... OK, let's have a literary conversation. Uh, it's a literary... I was... I, I retweeted a quote from Mark Twain last night. Yeah. And I'd forgotten that when I was six, when I was six years old, my granddad Bill, may God rest his soul, yeah. bought me this really thick... It was the size of an old Bible... Um, the Mark Twain Reader. That's what it was called. The Mark Twain Reader. And it oh. was it was Huckleberry Finn. It was Tom Sawyer. It was loads of sh- short oh, stories. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. at the age of six, it was hard work. But I read that entire book. And I, I found I found I a Mark don't Twain book. I not believe you. No, I honestly. I believe you. <laughs> what, 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 what don't you believe? Not at six years old. Oh, no, honestly. And I, I kept going, <laughs> it was over a couple of years. I kept going back to it. I, and I, I, I started with the short stories. Uh, well, there was granddad, granddad might have read them to you. No, honestly, honestly, no, I, 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 I worked. Hang on a minute, Mavis. Why do you not think I was a child prodigy? Well, how do I? Thank you very much indeed, Mavis. Right, I'll, I'll talk to you again sometime. Please do give us a call. It's nice to speak to you. And I've forgotten how much I used to love Mark Twain. Maybe not six, maybe eight. Um, uh, so I, I, I ordered a really old Mark Twain compendium for a penny. £2.80 postage. So it's £2.81. Mm. It was called The Mark Twain Reader. Let me try and find that while David... I just David's... tried to look for it. And I don't think... No. Morning, David! Good morning. How are you? Uh, do you know what? I'm, I'm all right. I feel like someone's punched <clears throat> me in the kidney. Where is your oh, kidney? Don't know. OK, that well... lady you had on from the, uh, the yes? licensing department. I mean, what a laugh. I do like listening to you in the morning because it does brighten my morning up. Oh. I mean, I was in tears. It was fantastic. You had her tied up in so many knots, she'd never get untied. Well, it did um, confuse me slightly. Oh, I've just found it! Have you? No, I haven't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, did, it did get me quite angry, uh, if, I, if I'm honest. You may oh, have noticed. It, it, yes, I just, I just can't believe how these councils operate. And I can understand the situations they get themselves in when they have people like that working for them. It just seems to me these people are breaking the law by not picking up people in wheelchairs and with guide dogs. So go and have a word with them and tell them that they're breaking the law. Well, I don't understand what, why you need to have a working party to discuss yes. it. And, and it's going to take a couple of months and she's not going to be involved in it. We need to find out when she's retiring. Um, yes. And th- they, they probably all get paid overtime, Ian, to go to these working parties of an evening. They, they probably might, get a little bit of benefit. You know, they they might they well do. do. I don't know. They might do. Um, and it just seems to me, no, no, no. You can act... It, it's. I'll tell you what needs. It's obvious what needs to be done. They need to follow the law. They don't understand that. They do. They. They don't understand what the the point that you were trying to get across in that conversation. 
Unfortunately, that lady was totally oblivious to what you were trying to say. It went in one ear and out the other. There was nothing in there to compute. It was there. We have we have written it down in the diary. Uh, we're going to call her in two months' time. And, two uh, months? Yeah, and That's see. Half, half a year gone by. <laughs> no. Be another half a year it, gone by. It did make me laugh. Later. It did make me laugh when I said, well, when oh, did you get the report? I, I thought they would have got the report last week. Oh, we've had it two yes. months. Okay. Well, there's no oh, rush. They must, be very, they must be very busy at the council. Oh, they must be. David, listen, thank you very much indeed. Colin's on the line. Morning, Colin. Morning. It says on my screen, Colin in Dunstall brackets, serious point. So um, close brackets. So no bants, no bants today. No bants today. My mother Thank is you. away. Thank yeah. you. After, um, after the yeah, point, can we make bants? What for debacle. OK, so debacle. Um, you're absolutely right in what you say. Um, and also there's the point that a committee or, or a working Working party, party, not a committee. Is going to cost the money. I didn't get to answer the money question. That was remiss of me. No, no. that's all right. Well. You, you, you were on another tack. Yes. But, yeah, I Thank mean, to spotting. set up a committee is going to take time and money. So why not? I mean, it is the law. Why doesn't the licensing department just write um, a very official, stern letter to every cab drive or every hackney carriage on Stop their Stop breaking license. the law. Stop breaking the and law and pick up everyone. Yeah, it's you are breaking the law if you do not, you know, um, um, sort yourselves out. You will be um, sanctioned or whatever they do. Yes, we'll take your license away. Pick them up, take otherwise we'll take your license away. away whatever. Yes. Um, and also, um, I'd like to just quickly uh, talk about this um, the the BBC. Can I just can I just say, Colin? Colin, can I just say one thing? Right. What? I need to access my bank account online. Okay. And to mm. do that, you get those little kind of they look like calculators, don't they? And you slot your your bank card in, and it gives you some numbers. Okay. So I've just sent an email around saying. Guys, has anybody got one of those little things that looks? I need to access my bank account. And Kelly, Are you with Barclays? I'm with Barclays. Right, yeah, I've had a pin entry. Your yeah. pin entry, that's it. Well, Kelly, Kelly, you've just sent a nonsensical reply. What have you said? Your, I thought your one only works with your number. No, you can use anyone from any bank. But then, hello, hello. So I've I've got a HSBC one. Yeah. And if I get my number wrong, yeah. it will it will block the card. Well, don't get your number wrong. Yeah. So if you tried your number in my card, it would be wrong. So it'd block it. You if you put, no, if he put, it, it if he put his pin on your card, it would be blocked. It's the card. No, I, I know. It's the yeah. I know what you're saying. Well, you, no, I do I, though. I Hang on. Let let Colin ex- Colin you explain. Yeah. You you need to use the bank own um... no you could no you don't you can use any any bank's machine any bank's pin sentry is yeah stupid but my, i'm with hsbc right, as i could well, use yours to... i don't i don't have a one of those i have a, a a smaller one that you don't put your card in well okay well you can use any one where you insert a card Oh, right. For any I, bank. Uh, Kelly's d- disputing that. I really want to go home and get it. Do you remember we had a to conversation in the office? We had a conversation once in the office about how this works. And you remember um, SR <laughs> um, piped up? It's all to do with algorithms or something. Logarithms. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I can use anyone. I can, if I can slip my thing into it, then I can... Um, oh, see, mine is just a separate one. You don't oh, put your you card in me, there at all. You make me yeah. puke. Colin, you wanted to say something else? Uh, yes. Well, unfortunately, um, we haven't got time. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 clockwise, two lanes are closed between Junction 16 for the M40 to 17 for Maple Cross. That's causing long delays past the M4, past Heathrow to Junction 13 for Staines. And it's also very slow in the opposite direction, anti-clockwise, between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40. That's because of people slowing down to look and it's adding to the usual delays there. On the A40 Western Avenue, there are long queues from the Greenford flyover towards the M40, uh, the Denham roundabout, sorry. And the A5 in both directions in Chalk Hills being partially blocked by an accident between the Leighton Buzzard Bypass and the Thornton. That's causing delays in both directions between Church Street and the Dunstable Town Centre and Tebworth Road. In Biggleswade on Langford Road, it's been closed in both directions because of an accident between Albone Way and South Hill Road and Thameslinker reporting delays through Kentish Town because of a passenger illness. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're right, Wigo. I spotted that. I spotted that the moment in the interview about taxis when Ian Lee said his mum was in the wheelchair and the councillor started, I don't care, then stopped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I spotted that. And, and that, I think, therein lies the uh, egg, the curate's egg inside the... Uh, oh, I've started it. It's the curate's egg in the Museum of Life. I'll do the news, shall I? Yes. Uh, Watford Borough Council is denying taking too long to tackle the issue of taxis for disabled people in the town. Bucks County Council has held the first of a series of public meetings to raise awareness of sexual exploitation and police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. It is quite a gloomy start this morning. There's a lot of damp feel in the air and also a lot of cloud around as well. But the rain on the main mound has pushed south and eastwards. So hopefully we should see a bit of a dry spell. It's not going to stay dry, however. Some heavy showers expected today, but the wind will fall light. And between the showers, it should brighten up at least a little. And maybe even this afternoon we'll get a sunny spell or two. Temperatures could reach 18 Celsius if that's the case. Now, once the showers die away this evening, the first part of the night dry and clear. Temperatures down to nine, so quite chilly at first but the cloud is going to increase post midnight and the wind will begin to freshen as well outbreaks of rain arriving by dawn we're in for a very wet and windy day for wednesday as ex tropical storm Henri, its remnants head towards us lots of heavy persistent rain tomorrow which could cause localized flooding maximum temperature for wednesday 17 celsius and that's your forecast cheers my dears original british drama on BBC One. The doctor is in danger. He hasn't got a plan yet, but he will have. And it will be spectacular. I'm the doctor, and I save people. What is happening? Same old, same old, just the doctor and Clara Oswald in the TARDIS. Born to save the universe. It's my party, and all of me is invited. Doctor Who, Saturday at 7.40 on BBC One and BBC One HD. I'm trying to find, Catherine, I've got some music that would celebrate Doctor Who. Oh, really? Just trying to find it. <laughs> um... It's not Begin the Begin. You're not going to say to me, do you see me as a man or a no. presenter? No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Um... Oh, hang on a second. Is that the music? Um, 
No, it's not. Instead, so I'll, I'll, I'll just play this. Hang on a second. Here we go. This isn't what I was trying to play, but it'll... it'll... Oh, no, that's... that's Okay, that's not working. Right, uh, Myrtle's on the line. Good morning, Myrtle. Good morning. Now, why yes. do the, that lady not contact the operators, have the operators in, and then get them to tell the taxi drivers, and if they do not comply with the rules, then the licensing committee should have the taxi drivers in and um, look at their licence. Well, that lady you're referring to, for those who've just tuned in, is Jan Brown, who is the chair of the licensing committee on Watford Borough Council, talking about um, the fact that, that, that it turns out Watford Cabs have got... Um, uh, um, I don't know if there's a cab firm called Watford Cabs. I'm not speaking about them specifically. Um, but that they've got a poor record when it comes to um, dealing with disabled passengers. She's, I, I don't know why. That, that seems obvious to me, Myrtle. That seems like well, an I obvious to thing to do. I used to chair a licensing committee, and if the taxi drivers oh. did not comply, then they were brought in. And then their license was looked at, depending oh. on what they did. Oh, so you so you know you know about this? You used to chair a licensing committee. Yes, I did. Yeah. And how easy was it to to kind of get the the drivers to do well to follow the law? Well, because they they um, didn't get their license. Their license got revoked for whatever they didn't do six weeks, and of course they don't like that because they don't lose money. They lose their money. You, uh, you take their licence away and then it's returned in whatever time they've been given. It genuinely makes me really angry. And I, I apologise if I was a little bit harsh with uh, with, with Jan, but I'm, I, it, this could be... You're making it sound like it could be acted on very, very quickly. And well, they got yeah. the report two months ago. They'll hopefully get the results of the working party in another two or three months. And so that just takes us up what to Christmas. What do they need a working party for? It's to do with the licensing, not the working party. It's not, you know, it's simple. You just bring them in. And that that's it. End of. Myrtle, can I point you my common sense correspondent, please? Because, <laughs> you know, I'd, you'd get my vote any day. I don't do it now. I've retired. Well, I, I, I want you back in. I'm go- I want you back in. I'm going to canvas door to door for you, Myrtle. Oh, thank you so much. You're a good sport. <laughs> thank you for calling. Thank you very much indeed. Um, speaking of simple, Dave Luton. Good morning, boss. Good morning, Dave Luton. Right. You said this morning to a gentleman, where's my kidney? Hello? Yeah, I'm I'm waiting. Am I talking to myself again? In many ways you are, but I'm I'm waiting for you to continue, yes? You said, where's my kidney? Yes. Well, you've got two kidneys, mate. Yeah, well, where's my kidney? The back of your abdomen. My what? On the east side of your backbone. The back of my where? The backbone. But there was the other word you said. The uh, uh... abdomen. <laughs> shut it, shut it, mate, pal. Okay, so the back of oh. my abdomen. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Well, where's my abdomen? It's it's each side of your backbone. Your backbone is at the batter, bottom. Uh, the batty. <laughs> it feels like someone. I woke up this morning. Dun 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 dun. dun and it felt like someone had whacked me in what I'm referring to as my right kidney. Yeah, right, yeah. OK. That's the top of the bo- bottom, isn't it? Well, I, well, in that case, no. Yeah, in it's, that sciatica. Case... it's sciatica, mate. Oh, what sciatica, Dave, Dr Dave? Yeah, have you got pins and needles in the feet? Nope. You haven't, not yet. <laughs> Is that a threat? Because I feel threatened, so it must be a threat. Well, yeah, I, well, I keep on giving you threats, but you don't come outside. 
to Asda's, do you? Well, I don't want to snog an old man, Dave. Well, you ain't going to snog me. I ain't going to allow you to do that. Oh, you tease. Say hello to Justin. Well, well Justin comes out, doesn't he? You know what no, I mean? I've not come out, Dave, but uh, thank you very much indeed I... for the uh, incorrect information. We have come up with yeah. a theory, David. Yes. No, this is the, we can't have several theories about you. This is the one yeah. I can broadcast. Right. We yeah, think that you yeah. are an older Justin and Justin is a younger you and at some point one of you has time-travelled <laughs> to be here at the same time. Well, so, I, look younger, I look younger than Justin, actually. <laughs> wow. wow. Get yourself down to Specsavers, mate. Yeah. Excuse me? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being honest. Well, yeah, carry on. No, no, you carry on. Come on, you carry on. Ten, ten's five. No. Ten's five. No, what are you, going to talk, what are you talking about, Mr. Boss Boots? Mr. Bo- uh, right, OK. Yeah, listen to this, Dave, and we're going to get your, your opinion on this. Well, let's ask the question, OK? We had a text in earlier on that yes. asked, if, uh, can a bird be tickled by its own feather? What do you think, Dave? Well, we're going to ask it. OK. Justin, you took it to the streets. Did you go and ask it? Uh, yes, I did. I, I took this to the streets. Uh, we have got some opinions to come from the RSPB in a second. Uh, I actually phoned the head office this morning and put this question directly to them. But can you tickle a bird with its own feather? Uh, here's what the streets had to say. Boss, do you like birds? What, feathered ones? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you like birds so much, can you tickle a bird with its own feather? No. Are you talking with experience? My dad used to keep uh, aviaries of birds. And he tried to tickle them with their own oh, feathers? Oh, no. No. How are you, Princess? I'm all right, yeah? Very well, thank you. Um, the question of the morning is, can you tickle a bird yeah. with its own feather? You've got to catch the bird first. Yeah, but if you have one as a pet? Well, I've had birds as pets, but I've never really tried to tickle it with its own feathers. So, could you try it? Yes, you could try it. Whether or not it would work and he'd laugh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Albert, you've had birds in the past, yeah? I've had birds in the past. OK, how many? Hundreds. Wow, absolute player. <laughs> Albert, can you tickle a bird with its own feather? Oh, I suppose you could if you uh, if it lets you pull it one out. You never tried it? No, I never tried it. I'll ask you why you haven't tried it. <laughs> well, I'm not a tickling sort of person. <laughs> Albert, you want me to tickle you right now, and you know what? I'm not doing it. Thanks for your time. <laughs> Thank you. Do you think, Governor, that you can tickle a bird with its own feather? Parrot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but but do you think you can tickle a bird? I, I mean, obviously a parrot is a, is a type of a bird, no, but no, no, I just can't. I just no. Why not? Because they have feathers themselves. I was I'll be ticklish all the time. Yeah, but you can be tickled by your own hair, can't you? If it gets in your face, yeah. you not thought about this, have you? No, I haven't. Second, so, Dave. What did you make of that? Load of rubbish. Oh, well, that's um. Load of rubbish. Is this a radio station? He's talking about a feather tickling a bird. God, really? Good question. What next? Well, what, what next? You, mind oh. you, Mr. Bosby Boots, yeah, I'll give you that lady from the social services, was she? You did give her a right grilling. Well done on that, mate. Well, th- thanks for your call, uh, 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 Dave. Goodbye. Yeah. Boss. Yeah, bye. Boss. Bye. Boss. Yeah. Which boss? Uh, you, yes. you, boss. Yes, I boss. was going to say, Dave there, larging it. Dave the rave. Uh, yeah, Dave has promised to come out on the street. So it's all very well, Dave. You knock in my reports. But when yep. are you going to come out, big man? Well, well, we'll find that. Justin, excellent stuff as always. Cheers, my dears. Cheers. Did we find an answer in the end? Can a bird be tickled by its own feather? Uh, the RSPB say they're looking into it. <laughs> <laughs>
Who was that? We had a really cool guy from the RSPB once who got the gig. Do you remember? Got the gig and the gag. Do you and remember? Did he have an appropriate name like he Mr. Was, Egg or something? He was very funny. Andy's on the line. Morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. What you got for us, boss? I just think I, I was just listening to your conversation with Dave. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, but what about an idea of trying to get Dave and Matt on at the same time? Oh God, I don't. <laughs> I don't think radio would be able to survive. <laughs> the BBC's in trouble enough as it is without that. Is that what you want? <laughs> well, it would be funny. OK, well, let's, uh, let's go to Luan, who's the last caller of the, of, uh, the show today. Morning, Luan. Oh, line, uh, yeah. Morning, Luan. <laughs> you all right? right? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I've, you know, I think I've been punching the kidney while I was asleep. But, oh, but apart from too. that... Me mm, too. Mm. What you got for us, Luan? Um, I tickled my parrot. It didn't laugh. Did it say anything? It just grabbed hold of the pe- feather as if to say, I want that back. All on that bombshell. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are long delays on the M25 clockwise with the link close between Junction 16 for the M40 and 17 for Maple Cross because of an accident and it's causing delays all the way back from the M3. It's also very slow anti-clockwise between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40 and on the A40 Western Avenue there are long delays from the Greenford flyover towards the M40 at the Denham roundabout. On the M1 southbound it's very slow but just before Junction 12 for Flittick and the A5 in Chalk Hill is still blocked in both directions between partially blocked in both directions between the late and buzzard bypass and the thorn turns so that's causing it to be very busy in and around Dunstable and there are delays on the A5 in both directions because of it. On Langford Road in Biggleswade that's been closed in both directions because of an accident between Albone Way and South Hill Road and Thameslink say there are delays through Kentish Town. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, excellent stuff, thank you very much indeed. Guys, that's it, that's your lot. Oh, don't forget, from October the 3rd it's a Saturday... You get a sixth helping. Me and Kath have got our own show. Saturday, October 3rd, midday. More details to follow. Ta-ta. We're boys slackers. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Goodbye, Dave. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JBS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Tuesday. It's nine o'clock and on the big phone-in today. Do you think it's too dangerous to let people keep guns at home? The police watchdog has warned more people could be killed unless firearms rules are overhauled. Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabularies says it's easier to own a gun than become a bus driver because of flaws in medical checks. The current rules state applicants must disclose any relevant medical condition to the police who must then request a medical report from their GP. However, it's not compulsory for doctors to respond to the police and in many cases, licences are issued without full medical checks. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you think it is too dangerous to let people keep guns at home? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's my telephone number. It's 03459 555555. 555. 
This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Watford Council deny taking too long over taxes for disabled people, inquest to continue into baby death at Milton Keynes Hospital and meetings start to tackle child exploitation in Buckinghamshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Watford Borough Council is denying taking too long to tackle the issue of taxes for disabled people in the town. A report has revealed that in over 80% of cases, passengers were not properly secured. A working party has now been set up to which taxi drivers have not yet been invited, but Jan Brown, who chairs the licensing committee, says they are taking the issue seriously. For goodness sake, give us a chance. Things need to be improved and they just aren't good enough for disabled people. When did you get when the results of this survey? I, when did we get the results of this survey? A mm, couple of months back. We only had the committee meeting last night. An inquest into the death of a two-day-old baby who was born at Milton Keynes Hospital is due to finish today. Ethan Johnson died on the 5th of January this year. Yesterday, the inquest heard how a consultant who was called during Ethan's mother's labour said he'd come when he'd finished his lunch. A week after a gang of men were jailed for the systematic abuse of two Aylesbury schoolgirls, the county councils held the first of a series of public meetings to raise awareness of sexual exploitation. A number of experts spoke at Chesham Grammar School last night. The service director for children's social care, Carol Douch, says they are targeting all parts of the community. We're rolling out this programme across the county. Last night we were in um, Chesham, we're going to Buckingham School, we're going to Grange School and we're going to Cressic School because there are different ways in which um, these perpetrators can access children. It's not just hanging around in parks and drinking. One of the biggest concerns that we have is around access through... um, Online, so it's really important that parents are aware. Police are appealing for witnesses after a woman was killed in a collision with a lorry in Dunstable yesterday morning. The incident happened at around 11.20 on High Street South, which was closed for several hours while investigations were carried out. A police watchdog has warned Britain could face a gun massacre unless the firearms licensing regime is overhauled. Her Majesty's Inspectorate of Constabulary wants stricter mental health checks for those applying.